Blog Talk Radio. Clouds cover the sea, winds roll between the trees. Standing close to the shore, wondering where the waves flow. Chicago. I love my city. Despite what people say about Chicago, it is still one of the greatest cities on earth. Well, let's get started with the show, ladies and gentlemen. I have a special guest coming on all the way from LA. Um, I have out Ivan Daniel III from Los Angeles. He will be live on the show. And he's in Cube now. And we also got from New York, we got Spencer from Love at First Night will be coming on the show. So we got a big show planned. And then also I'm doing a live recap of Stars. So let me make sure if he's in queue, let me tell him to call in my guest and everybody out there. So shout out to the people that is calling in, that is in queue, so we can get this show started. I know a lot of folks was watching Star. Credible show tonight. Shout out to Lee Daniels. Shout out how he paying homage and giving the legends like Gladys Knight. It was a good episode. It talked about rape. It talked about how what you should do to rapists. You know, Hollywood sends signals. And pretty much what Hollywood said, if you rape somebody, you don't deserve to live. That's what they was doing from this episode. So if you rape somebody or molest somebody, I've always been a huge fan a supporter of folks that if you do that, if you get caught, you should get the death penalty. You should be charged. You should get the death penalty. That's just how I feel about um, that. If you commit like rape, raping children, molesting and all that, you don't deserve to live. You should get the death penalty. But Hollywood sent that signal out and star. I was looking, maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but I was, I love how in the episode tonight that they remix one of Gladys Knight's true classics. It was an incredible show. Like, if you're not watching Star, get into it. Even though, you know, Lee Daniels, he tried it by um, booking or, or casting a white lead to bring this country together. I didn't like the way he handled that because whether she's white, whether she's black, whether she's Chinese, whether she's Asian, it's time to bring this country together. But the show is good. I don't look at color like, damn, she's white and she can sing. No, damn, they are just incredible talent and they just doing the fucking thing. I'm starting not to look at race like that. But let's stop in 2017 making everything about race. So shout out to Star. The show is incredible. And Quayla Tapa, 
tonight she really brought out Cleo from Set It Off. Like, she was like, ah, where my gun at? Where my gun at? Let me get, you know, you know, she was going to shoot the guy that raped Star Sister. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It is really, 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 this is a good episode. It talk about, you know, when you in the, um, you know, in the foster care system, the, the, the horror that happened, that you, it's a strong possibility that you can get molested. And it really, it, this, this show is really good. It's not all about the music. It has an incredible storyline, and I see it doing wonderful, wonderful things. So if you have not watched Star on Fox, get into it. And shout out to Fox 4 and Star, the people that control their social media. They did retweet it, my tweet, because I said this quote, white boys love to eat the box. <laughs> Let's say that. And then they, tweet, they retweeted it. And then this black girl said, not just, white, just, not just white men. She said, all men love to eat the box. Women, you know what the box is. Men, if you ever eat in the box, you know what the box is. So I ain't going to get too explicit. But I'm going to bring my special guest on, Ivan Daniels III from L.A. Um, he is coming on. He is an ambassador. Um, I, I would say that's what I see on this page, ambassador, on this page. So I'm going to see, is he in cube? Let me make sure that we can get this show started. I don't see him on i told him to call in well ivan if you are listening you need to press one um i need to see which number you're calling on so we get this show started with you and get it in get it out because he's going to respond to um Milan christopher wrote a post and he was attacking the promoters and promoters and and and, and atl talking about when are they going to hire lgbt talent and 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 Ivan were going in pretty much was saying some things. So I'm really excited to get him on. He's in cube. Let's get this interview started. Ivan, you're live on the Wiley Show. Let me give you a first give you a round of applause for coming on. Shout out to the West Coast. I love I've never been to the to LA, but I've heard good things about it. Shout out to all of my friends that, that live out there. And um, it's just a good thing to get you on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for asking me. I'm very honored. Yes. So what do you do? Because I was sitting on your Facebook page that you're ambassador of the club. So what what is that? Like you are, you, you book people to come there or you are the owner? Like what do you, what do, you do? Okay. So um, the Catch One, which is now called the Union Nightclub, was our landmark club by my uh, gay mother, Jewel Thais Williams. She mm. is an incredible, yeah, she's an incredible woman who, uh, a little colored girl from San Diego, California, had a dream, and she had to fight adversity, et cetera. Actually, she has her life story out right now, and uh, we've been shopping it around to HBO and different places. We just got back from uh, Palm Springs. But anyway, Jewel had the premier nightclub on the West Coast called the Catch One. Well, mm-hmm. after 42 years last year, she decided to close the club. Well, the new owners I had actually worked with over several years, over the last 10, 15 years, when she closed the club, they were like, Ivan, we want you to take care of all of our LGBT events. We need someone who will be sensitive to the crowd, who will uh, educate us on LGBT vernacular, how we speak to them, how we handle transgender as opposed to drag queens, as opposed to gay boys, as opposed to transgender. So the uh, especially the African-American 
uh, LGBTQ community comes to me and we discuss what kind of events they have. And then we do sensitivity trainings with uh, the security. Okay. Now, Malaya wrote a post and he was just going in on promoters, particularly in ATL, but just promoters across this country. He thought as though that promoters don't want to book LGBT talent. They not putting enough money into their events. Uh, folks don't care nothing about coming out because the promoters are cheap and stingy and all about getting money and they're greedy. And you were going in, you, you, you were disagreeing with him. So what is your whole take on the post that he wrote? And, 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 and tell the listeners, why do you disagree with Milan take on the current climax of the market, the club market? Okay, so first of all, I didn't, if you read the post, I wasn't disagreeing with him. I thought he had a somewhat valid point. I know Milan Christopher very well. Uh, we're good associates. Um, and Milan knows the work, the tenacity, the passion, and the dollars that it takes to put on events because he and I have co-created events in Los Angeles before when he was launching his calendar, et cetera, and I was able to um, defer costs for him, okay? Mm -hmm. So where I chimed in without being too harsh and getting into a Facebook war or Twitter war with it was to really try to put some sense to the uh, accusations. Now, I have friends in Atlanta, uh, uh, and Mario is one of my boys, uh, mm -hmm. also the, uh, the boys over at Rain, et cetera. I've been knowing them for years. We all started together, Reggie, et cetera. You know, we're, we're kind of the legendary promoters, you know. And so we have done our best to ride the social change, okay? Now, one is that you have to remember our clubs have always been disenfranchised. They've always been where we had to kind of be in the dark, in the back, in the side. We get a little club, and we create it, just like my mom Jewel did. You kind of take an existing bar, and you turn it into this gay bar, okay? Now, mm -hmm. Atlanta, being the mecca of the South, has thousands and thousands of patrons. We don't have that out here, okay? We have probably their, their census data that the African-American is about 0.1% of the population in California. So that's less than a tenth of a tenth of a percentage, okay? So now when you okay. talk about uh, LGBTQ African-American, you know it's much less. So my point to um, Milan, and I think that the other promoters kind of jumped in. They were kind of like, huh, what? Well, what happens is is that, you know, when, when you book artists, I'm from the top of the artist. Let's, let's go all the way from Beyonce all the way down to Milan. There are mm -hmm. a lot of costs that go into it, and based on their notoriety and their pull is what – is most important to a, a event producer. Okay. It's just like, um, you so eloquently have been giving star the, uh, the accolades. Okay. When you put your, your, your soup together, your pot of gumbo, you got to make sure it's the right recipe at the right time at the right venue. Okay. So mm -hmm. back in the day, venues were very, very, uh, 
more accommodating to promoters because they kind of needed them, okay? They needed them to get their establishments going. They, they liked the partnership. I've noticed that the newer club owners are a little bit more challenged because of the rates of inflation, taxes. You know, everything has to come out of that drink. So taxes, insurance, cost of, of, of staff, lights, gas, water, and all of that kind of stuff comes out of the cost of the drink, okay? So you'll mm. find that your uptown clubs have really pricey drinks, okay? Well, you have to remember that bar owner is paying for staff, they're paying for the cups, they're paying for the product, they're paying for the ice, they're paying for everything out of that one drink. So now here comes the promoter. The promoter wants to rent the venue for the night. You'll need extra security. You'll need all of this. So now this club owner says, well, hey, I need $5,000 bar guarantee plus another $5,000 for rental. So that's $10,000 right there that it's going to cost mm. this promoter just to hold the event. Now, let's add an artist. Okay, let's say um, um, one of the love and hip-hop people to do a, a, a appearance. This is just an appearance. Nine times out of ten, it's anywhere from 45 minutes to one hour. And they can charge upwards of $5,000 to $15,000 for an appearance. So right now, let's just say roughly you're $20,000 in, and not one person has walked into that bar. Not one person has, has, has uh, uh, bought one drink. Nobody has put any revenue into this night. But now you've got to promote it. Now you have to have uh, a staff, and you have to have dancers, and you have to have door staff, and all of these different things. So really, before you start the night, your liability is like close to $25,000. That's what I know in Atlanta half the time these promoters. So now, in order for this promoter to make any money, he has to have, let's say he does it at $20, okay? He's mm-hmm. got to have fifteen hundred to twelve, well, twelve to fifteen hundred people walk in the door before he sees one dime. Wow, that is crazy. I mean, that's not crazy, but that's now, business. That's, that, the that's the amount. That's the mechanics. That is something so like when you to saw, make a profit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just to, that's just to pay. The, that's just to pay everything. That's just to pay anything. Wow, one profit. He's not seen a dime, not to mention hours of labor and the risk. I mean, because there's a lot of risk, and a lot of promoters have lost money. I've lost money. You know what I'm saying? But then I've made money, too. So I really, you know, I don't cry at life about how it was or it doesn't. You know, it's like any business. It has an inherited risk. You have to take some time to build your clientele and your following, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel so, um, my that? Milan, not to cut you off, Milan, Christopher, I was hearing from um, owners, some owners allegedly uh, were saying that when they reached out to him, he wanted a lot of money. He wanted more than $7,000 for a 45-minute appearance. Do you feel as though that that is a good number for Milan as right now, $7,000, if that is his base rate for an appearance, seven grand? Well, it's difficult for me to say, you know what I'm saying, because I don't tell a man how to run his business, nor do I as tell you, a man a how to pay his back. Okay, as a, promoter, as a promoter, as a promoter, I could not pay 7000 in this market here for Milan. 
how because Milan has been part of the fabric of Los Angeles, okay? And it really goes down to let's take Milan out of the equation. Let's put any okay. artist. They have to pull it. You know, they have to be a Mary J. Blige. They have to be a Beyonce. They have to be a certain uh, 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 echelon for people to stop what they're doing and and take their discretionary money, which most people now don't have a lot of discretionary money, okay? They don't have 100 bucks to just throw away for one night to see maybe Beyonce from a distance and maybe, you know, for an appearance. Now, what I think Milan's biggest thing was, his biggest quest or his business biggest request for promoters is that he felt it wasn't hot. It wasn't enticing. It wasn't off the chain that the, the, um, the, the events that are being put on are kind of mediocre is what he was saying. Now that's where I kind of got into, I guess I got a little concerned and I wanted to hear it because what do people want? Because I have watched Millennials, 30-somethings, come to the club at 12.30, 1 o'clock. Out here, we close at 2. Whereas the general market, general market, they're there at 9.30, 10 o'clock. By 12 o'clock, they already have $15,000, $20,000 in on the bar. Our, our community are very good at smoking the blunt, having the pregame, sitting in the car with the bottle and some beer, they full by the time they get to the club. They'll buy one drink at 12:45. You have all of one hour to make a bar guarantee, and then if it ain't cracking when they get there, they're tweeting and texting their friends saying, "Oh, this shit is whack. We gonna meet over here. Let's go over here. We gonna meet over at the burger joint or there's this other party over there." Nobody will stand still. So my question and my interest in that conversation is, as a promoter and as a seasoned promoter, I just want to fill the need. That's my bottom line. I want to know what you want so I can put that good old pot of gumbo together. If you don't like beef sausage, then tell me that you want turkey sausage. <laughs> if you want bigger shrimp, you know, right. you like, give me, let me know, so I'll give you put bigger shrimp in there. If you don't like regular crab, I'll put Alaskan king crab. You know what I'm saying? What is it that the consumer wants? It, it's a challenge. It's a real challenge. I also feel, too, that Milan Christopher falls into a generation that has partied already. They didn't did they party. They didn't did so much. They didn't did 10 years of partying, okay? Yeah, that's what, so now, that's what I was saying. You know, Milan coming from the era, they party for about 10, 15 years. My generation, because yeah. I just turned 26, I'm talking about people 25 and younger don't have 12, 13, 14 years where they can go back. Do you remember? We don't remember that, quote unquote, I call it the golden era when it was just going because you didn't have all that technology. I think Jack, right. I, exactly. think A4A, exactly. I think A, I think Grinder, I think Facebook, I think all of that tarnish or it, the club market because now people don't have to go in the dark room anymore to see people like, Oh, you don't have to do that. You can just go online for that. And that was one of the big perks of going to the club to meet new people. 
Now I just think, oh, well, and I, I said, well, this, talk about this. Let's go back okay. here. I come from a generation where we was using beepers and shit. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know, we really you had to stop at a telephone booth to return the page. You know what I'm saying? Woo! So you understand That's what I'm saying? I had see. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but that was really just like '95. That was uh-huh. just like '95. It wasn't that long that ago. Was, I was it's five years old in 1995. There you I, go. There you go. I was five. I remember the beeper when I was very young. I was under the age of ten, and I remember those beepers. And then you get the nine one one because you know my mom had one. But we no longer in that era. Uh, last question: uh, How can we transition from the beeper era to the Samsung, the iPhone era? Because we're in a whole new era. What do the promoters need to do in today, 2017 market? to get the young millennials to go to the bar and to do it. Cause y'all only have, like just say two o'clock, two o'clock is y'all deadline. Like that's it. That's it. What can that's the promoters it. do to get the people entertained from 10 o'clock to two o'clock or 11 o'clock to two o'clock? What do y'all need to do to make the girls come out? And then I okay, would love so, to, and then we will continue this again when you come back on the show to get their opinion. But I want to hear what you have to say. What did the, what did the promoters need to do? Okay, so one, I think we do have to listen. You know, as hard as it is for us to hear the griping and complaining and all of that kind of stuff, because just like Obama said, you know, in his last speech today and on the other side, there is a wonderful new creative human being that is born every day and has a lot of ideas, creative and motivation. Again, like I was saying in uh, what I wrote to um, to Milan, I was saying to him, I don't think that the 20-somethings actually feel that way all the time. You guys actually yeah. do want to come to the club. But now yeah. I think that instead of having it do me, screw me, like I'm just going to lay there, you guys got to come with that attitude like, I'm coming to party. I'm ready to party. I don't care if Beyonce's there or not. I don't care if they have a Shante or not. I come to live. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's and about. With that, with you, that in mind, I'm going to hold you for a quick sec. I'm going to play a song, and then I'm gonna, we're going to continue this conversation. I have okay. coming to join okay. the conversation um, um, Kyle from about, not from about him, from Love at First Night. I have him from New York. Spencer from Love and okay. First Night. So he's going to okay. join the conversation, and that is the LGBT series. He's from New York, and I would love to hear, because I just heard from somebody from New York said the club's in at 6 a.m. in New York. So I'm trying to, we're going to keep this conversation going. We got a representative from L.A. We're going to get a representative from New York. We want, I want to see what can we do. And if anybody out there that's watching this live feed, please share it. Call in 516-387-1815. Again, the number is 516-387-1815. You can also tweet me at Wiley Show, and I can read your tweets now. So I'm going to play a song, and then we're going to keep this conversation going. And we'll be back in about two minutes. And I'm going to play Damian Crawford because I'm going to play people that I would love to see booked at events. So that's what I would do here. Let me play Damian Crawford, and we'll be right back. Damn, he's 
find Now you're looking for a way to find How to get in my life Don't even waste time If you're not ready, no Cause I'm looking for a partner Somebody to hold me close If you really wanna do with me Gotta be honest, you're damn good, that's right Gotta have a heart, personality If you wanna be my friend Gotta impress me If you wanna be my friend Cause you can't be If you can't do what I can do Gotta have your shit together Your shit together I got my shit together My shit together If you wanna be together Wanna be together Go get your shit together your shit together. And I ain't even. Hey, everybody, this is Spencer. And I'm Jaden. Yes, and we are on the new web series, Love at First Night. It tells a little bit about how we got together. This beautiful couple right here. But I have the crazy love story. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's full of drama. You'll laugh, you'll cry. You might even learn something. Yeah. But make sure you tune in in June and see how we got together. A very petty love story. A very petty love story. Petty wow. Petty, wow. Mm-hmm. petty crocker. Petty. That's petty cute. Crocker, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> petty crocker. I know it. I love it. You be knowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, we are back with Alvin in L.A. He's giving us the uh, the rundown on what promoters need to do. We are having this conversation. I'm going to bring in um, Spencer. That's his character name from <laughs> Love at First Night from New York. Let me give you a round of applause. This oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me? A superstar. Um, I think that the show was good. That the Love at First Night was an incredible show. And shout out to you guys. You all are doing it. Not only it's a show, it's not a show all about sex. It's a show that's showing about black love and, and, and that's good. I, I love to see shows that really don't have all these big bodybuilder type of dudes. No shade to the show mm-hmm. that or porn stars just trying to become Hollywood actors. But it's just a real good show. So thank you for joining me on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that was an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm ready for I'm ready for season two, and I know you uh, want to join in and mm-hmm. chime into the conversation. So yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard a little bit about what you guys were talking about. You were talking about like the party scene and everything yeah. going on, and you know mm-hmm. what's going to get everybody back into the party scene. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I kind of caught like the tail end of what you guys were talking about, but I think yeah, because um, what we're saying scene, is, mm-hmm. he said, Jack, what? do you agree that Jack, Ape, Grinder, all these sites, um, and um, you know, kind of tarnish the market? to get the 25 and younger crowd of millennials into the clubs? Do you feel like social media is, um, is a big part of why folks don't come out? Um, I don't think, I don't necessarily agree with that because I see a lot of people partying and, and using those social media platforms. I think it's just, 
you know, a sign of the times. Like, that's how people communicate. Like, you know, it's like a vetting process. Like, I can kind of – I think it's – you people use those sites like Jacked and Grinder and even Instagram to, like, kind of, like, you know, yeah. see you who you're talking about before they actually go to the clubs and see – like what that person actually is because you can be given one thing in your pictures and in your profile but then you see them out and about and you know dance to Beyonce and you think you get something completely different but that's neither here nor there I think it's just like um I think it's just a sign of the times like you know people are using you know it, they're using it to be more expressive with their sexuality getting out there um you know, and meeting people and mingling. I think, you know, as far as getting the people into the party crowd, like the party crowd's never going to go anywhere. It's just you got, you just got to adapt and adjust to what the people are doing. Right. And, and, I, know and, and I agree. Yeah, okay, go I, ahead. Can I interject? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just interject. I think that you said that I said that. I mean, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Up. I'm Hold sorry. Now, now you said it correct. I, I don't think you, you said I That's one of the big uh, and that's what my personal belief that I feel like the club market have changed. And then also you reminded me, I didn't know L.A. was 2 a.m. That's another big reason because a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know don't want to attend no club. They come at 1 o'clock because, you know, black folks, we late for everything. Uh, at oh, 1 o'clock, party for 30 minutes, and then it ends. That's just not going to happen. But a lot of clubs, and I think this is just the future of the bar, the club market, that 2 a.m. because of – the violence I've heard here in the city of Chicago, City Hall, have told me that said, Why, 2 a.m. Because crime happens after 2, between 2 and 4. That's when the most shootings happen for clubs, club-related shootings during that time. So they think, like, we end at 2, we keep the crime down. And I think that's partially the blame of all communities that does crime. You know, if you shoot up a club, yeah, that so, hurts the market. So, so something, yeah, so something I wanted to interject there, you know, okay. uh, first of all, nice to meet you, brother, from uh, uh, New York, and um, mm-hmm. good to hear your perspective. The, the, mm-hmm. um, the thing I think is is that, remember back in the day, it was a big old disco where thousands of people or hundreds of people, you know, really gathered at this one spot. Well, I just mm-hmm. think that you have to be with the sign of the times that the numbers are reduced, that it is more loungy, more intimate, more smaller clubs. The challenge mm-hmm. is, though, when you have uh, celebratory weekends like Atlanta Black Pride or King Weekend, how do you gauge that? You know, you want to make it, you know, hot for everybody. You want to make it big enough. You want to bring in artists. People say they want to hear artists, and people want male artists. The male artists really won't perform for the gay community. So, you know, there's, there's, it's like, how do you gauge it? I like to keep clubs small where it has a capacity of, like, 500 people. Let's put 450 in there, and then let's just make it hot, intimate, and sexy and keep that in. But I just think that the numbers are reduced naturally because people have more social outlets. And then the Mm. second piece of that is I think that promoters should come together more. I mean, I think that instead of being competing parties all over the city, if five of the five parties would would condense themselves into two or three parties, but traditionally promoters don't work well together. You know, that's, Mm. that's another 
I, yeah. I think that is one of the reasons. I know here in Chicago, they have been bothering with, but back in the day, they used to, you know, write letters, and now they're trying to bring that back. I'm going to write a letter on your event to shut your event down. I'm going to write a letter on your event because I want, I want the entire market, and that has to stop. And I have criticized promoters for a long time, especially in Chicago, that we, it's a small market already. We know this. So we need all power players to come together and throw to throw this big event, especially if you're catering to black LGBT folks, because the market is not that big. So all this there competition, we're not in the 90s and the early 2000s it, or in the, you know, 70s, the 80s. It was a whole new era. You didn't have nothing. So only thing you had was to look forward to is have a good time partying at the club. Now it's just a lot of outlets. It's just a lot of outlets. So the club promoters, I agree with you, Albert, need to come together. Um, um, Spencer, um, um, what do you feel like Kyle. in New York? I mean, Cal, I'm sorry. I keep calling you by it's your... Okay. Um, it's I'm okay. keep calling, I get that a lot. <laughs> I keep calling you by your, uh, your character name. The show. My character name. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Cal, how do you feel about New York? Because I got an email that said that the club's in at 6 a.m. Now, I don't know how true that is, but do you feel like, do they rush out out of the club at 2 a.m.? Well, New York's a whole different animal. Um, <laughs> like you were saying, I think I caught you um, earlier saying, like, people, like, get to the club at, like, 1 o'clock, and we don't get out till, like, 5 or 6. So it's, it's, it's different. Like, it's a different beat in New York. I can't speak for other cities because I haven't, like, partied in all of them yet. So um, I'm only going off, like, my New York, Philadelphia yeah. DC uh, like experience, but um, I from what I've witnessed as far as like the club scene, I think people will still come to party if your party is hot enough. Like it's one of those things. Like you know, we had like I said earlier, we had those outlets. We have you know the we have everything. We have access to everybody at every waking moment of their life. But you know, there's nothing that defeats human interaction like you know you can only get like uh, a couple seconds of somebody or like a minute of somebody's time like a snapshot of their life like on these social media things but when you see somebody in motion it's a whole different experience and I think if you create the mystique of what people actually want to see and like you know who they would want to come out and see in person like if you see like at uh, Hot Body 69 uh, for example um, out and about mm. at your club, then it's like, okay, I'm gonna go, go want to see him because that's where he parties and everything. So I think, <laughs> I, think right. that's, I think that's what it ultimately boils down to. But okay. um, I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's. I, okay. I, but you know, I just want to say this. Do you feel as though when they book this talent, do you feel like they should cater to and book more LGBT talent? Because this is my big critique as well. If we're gonna book Monica, mm. Monica is known to be a singer. Brandy is known to be a mm-hmm. singer. They're not known mm-hmm. to just show up and wave. They're not a politician just show up and wave. And I feel like, why are we booking people just to sit and wave and smile and to take a selfie? Why don't we book them to perform? Because maybe that will help. Because a lot of folks be like, I don't want to go out and see them just wave. They need to sing. Can I and answer I, that I question? Can I, can I answer that question? Yeah, go ahead, Alvin. Yes. Okay, because uh, Brandy's appearance fee is probably thirty five hundred to seven thousand, something like that. That's for uh, appearance, depending on the relationship. Sometimes she's much more. I think actually she's a little more than that. But uh, her performance fee is thirty five grand. Oh, 
<laughs> right. There's like the thing is is so uh, now do you see the difference? Okay. Yeah. Do you see yeah, the I difference? And then my question to you guys is is okay, we book I I book Brandy. I'm gonna book Brandy for Pride. Okay, matter of fact we're doing something in Puerto Rico for uh uh-huh. um for Memorial Weekend, okay? Mm-hmm. We book Brandy, we have a list of entertainers and stuff like that. How much would you as a twenty six year old be able to pay? Now Brandy is thirty five thousand dollars, okay? That's not her rider. That's not her that's not her airfare. That's not her hotel. That's not her ground transportation. And that's not the venue. That's not any of that. So let's say How let's much? just round it off. Okay. Fifty thousand dollars is gonna cost me to, to host Brandy. Okay. Okay. Now my venue only holds let's say uh, uh, five thousand. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Now that means I have to get five thousand people into the building at twenty dollars or ten dollars a head. Or I can charge you twenty dollars and I can go for twenty five hundred, but that'll just make costs. These are but, the, you know, the, the I have reasons. another idea though, and another suggestion. If you okay, if, okay. if that's the case, okay. if she's gonna perform, how about you pay forty to fifty dollars to get to, to, to get in, do a VIP, a meet and greet with Brandy as well, because if you do a meet and greet, you could do you could go to eighty to ninety dollars. Because if she's going to perform, especially if she's going to perform new music, not new music, perform songs that we really really like, then yes, I think that can happen. And then you can have LGBT talent open up for her and have them sell tickets to be on that lineup. If you have you know hire them, you don't have to pay them. Sometimes you could just say, listen. The, the, the payment will be the exposure. If you could open up for Brandy, if you sell 100 tickets, you could, be, you could open up for Brandy. That could be another way. I mean, it's ways to do this, but us just saying, well, it's $50,000. How much would you pay? We will pay. And it's just not gay men that will pay. I mean, straight women will pay. If that happened, we will pay it. I mean, I, I just... I don't think people will okay, pay but, that. But, if, but, if Brandy, so you're saying that... Okay, okay, Wiley, you're... You're way, while you're saying that, but the okay. comment that you are basing a lot of this conversation was what um, what um, Milan was saying that promoters are charging forty fifty dollars for some eighties kind of thing. I mean, you know, I'm just going on his comment, and people yeah. kind of chimed in, and you're okay. saying that. You'll pay forty dollars, but people complain about the forty dollars. But, I, that's but what I'm the saying. reason why they're not perform that the reason why they're complaining, what Milan was getting at, and I agree with him with this, they're not performing. They're just coming to wait. They're not performing okay. their songs. Now, if they were performing, I mean giving a really a good ass show, then yes, it is worth it. Like anybody, like Cal out of New York, anybody that you love, you go and support. If you're a fan and if you're gonna see them singing. But I do not want to mm-hmm. go see a Gladys Knight just wave when you're a fan, if you're in an older crowd. You're a fan of her singing. I mean, Midnight Train to Georgia. You not want to see her just wave and move on. Like, that's just a waste. Just to see a celebrity come in a building to wave and take a selfie. That's not worth 40 to $50. It's worth that and more if they're going to perform. I mean, that's just how I see this whole situation. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I totally get I mean, where you're coming from. I mean, do you disagree with yeah. that, Cal? I mean, uh, uh, if, if 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 in New York, if well, they were to book Kim or 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 Remy Ma, do you would you rather see Remy Ma just come and smile or Remy Ma spit some bars? Like, what do you prefer? Well, 
well, my perspective on this is there's a business aspect of what okay. goes on there we with, go. it, with what with what goes on with these bookings and these promotions and walkthroughs. Like I understand your sentiment of where you're coming from, but if we don't have the money to pay for that person to do all that they're demanded to do, because it's a contract behind it as well. Like I'm, well, if I, I was that artist and I have a fee that um that I'm agreed upon like you know if I do this I mean if I'm just w- doing a walkthrough which they do at straight clubs too like they don't necessarily perform like you have models that come through and they get like 50 grand just for a walkthrough or whatever. I'm not doing anything else outside of my of my <laughs> obligations in this contract I wouldn't do that either I understand what you're saying but it's a business <laughs> and you know you got to get back yeah, but I mean, why as, don't the promoters just as businessman or businesswoman book them to perform? I mean, we y'all have to sit okay, down and try to. I mean, that's that's, that's simple as theory. That's the that's who has fifty thousand dollars? Who has fifty thousand dollars to mm-hmm. set on the table and basically hope that it comes through? You know, uh, you know. I, right, I that, think that's that you I all think, need to Kyle. work and get investors yes. and put more money back into an account. Uh, uh, into your business account when you, if you're a promoter throughout the year, you need to at least to take 10% out of each night and put it into account to, to think for that, like that WrestleMania type of event. I think a lot of black promoters don't think like that. I think they think in the moment, they don't look at, okay, let's plan this at the end of the year or next year. So we can have this big event. I mean, to get that audience, that's the only way I can see my generation coming out if wanna, you all really take these big, bold risks. Okay, so I, I think that's the, the, easier. The, yeah. I, I think yeah, that's I, easier, like, said than applied. Because, oh. I mean, it, I think you're kind of oversimplifying everything. But I, I get your sentiment, but I think oh, it's kind of oversimplifying maybe, the oh, process. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm oversimplifying as a businessman that you run a business. Okay, you don't put no money away for your business. You just spend it all. Maybe, maybe, hey, maybe that's a new way to do business. But I thought business people, if you are a promoter, if you if you are a landlord, you try to put money away so if you do fall into a drought, you have some type of cushion. I mean, that's a smart okay. business man. I mean, that's just okay. that's just okay. that's what businessmen should do, right? Or business women should do. Exactly, they need to put exactly, you know exactly, Wiley, and 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 I and I totally agree with you that. You know, in order to run a business, you have to have operating costs, you have to have future, you have to be able to deal with all of that. But again, you have to understand, promoters are people too. We have okay. still have our lives. Nine times out of ten, we do this as a sideline. I've always kept a job, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that my bare necessities, we still have to pay lights, gas, water, telephone, kids, whatever that is, okay? And then still run a business that hopefully is profitable that you have to make sound business decisions. And sometimes when you start talking about taking your working capital that took you two years to save, to put it on one night at $50,000 to risk it because this is what is, is going to work. It don't always work. So then you lose. So now you got to build that back up. It's just, it's just the economics of the times that okay. we live in right now. You know, and that's well, all. I see, that's all. 
Yeah, so the people that do want to call, yeah, I am taking call. The phone lines is open. Press 1. If you have a question for Cal for Love at First Night, you can ask him right now. You can tweet him some questions. I have a couple of questions already coming in for you, Ivan, as well, okay. uh, because it's these questions, I mean, the, I mean, it's some fireball questions that they people are just dying to know. Like, uh, I'm going to take my first call. I'm going to take um, Diana from Las Vegas. Yes, come on. Yes, hey, you're live. Hey, Wiley. Oh, Diana. Hey, Wiley, how are you? Good I'm evening. doing good, baby. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just uh, enjoying your show. Really nice show. Congratulations to the young man from New York. Congratulations oh. on your show. Thank right. you. Oh, yes. That's what's up. You're very welcome. Uh, but I'm going to tell you like this, Wiley. You know I always keep it 100, right? Yes, keep it 100. Your, your promoter, the promoter there seems like a very good promoter. He's giving you the real. Okay. He's giving he's giving you the real. And on the other hand, you also had a good point about putting some capital gain away. You're I, I'm older, so your gener I'm 40, so your generation I know how old you are. You're young, mm-hmm. 20s. Your generation and maybe not you, one, the younger. It's for the now. You know, you guys really know how to live for the moment. You know, I'd be I'd be worried about next year's mortgage. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting away for you know <laughs> five years from okay. now. You know, I can't even enjoy. You know, I'm too too scary. You know, so, but I do take risks. So I understand. I forgot your name. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Alvin. The guy from, you have on there? Alvin. Yes, Alvin. 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 Yeah, Alvin. Nice meeting you, Alvin. Like, I know I live in a town that's a 24-hour town, you know, so nothing closes here. You know what I'm saying? So a party can go on, start at 9 at night, and end at 6 in the morning. But they keep it, you know, there's a lot of security. And what you were talking about early, um, taking chances. You know what I mean? I think it's like as it gets bigger, when there's small, small promoters trying to do big things, that's when sometimes, you know, I think things go wrong when they don't have a good business sense. But, uh, well, thank you. And, and, and just to her point, you know, um, it's, 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 it's a business just like anything else, and you have to run on what is the economics and your target demographic. If I was the promoter that really dealt with the A-listers, et cetera, that had uh, um, um, working capital, I mean, uh, um, discretionary dollars, when you're talking about the black LGBT community, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of the party scene, you know, 20-somethings that really, really go out, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 40-somethings right. are more concerned about mortgages and all of that kind of stuff. So they're going to come yep. out two or three times a year, okay? You know, yeah. they're, your 20-somethings, they're going to be there every week, and they're going to spend $20, $30, okay? You have yeah, your over 50 crowds. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but it's it's just the it's just the demographics and the economics that you have to put two plus two, and hopefully you get four. Sometimes you get three. Sometimes you get three point eight. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. I do it because of the love of it. That's it's just yeah. the love of it. I love to see people having a good time. So I don't mind it's taking a risk passion. at time. At I agree. Okay. I feel like I'm called. And yeah, I feel like I'm called to do what I do. Also, it's when we're catering. Um, I do social media management for, for uh, celebrities and also for uh, internet celebrities. And what I find, and it's very true what you were saying about that booking fee, it's like uh, they'll come for this much to stand there, they'll come for this much. You know what I'm saying? Like you get into the logistics mm. of it depending on, on the person, but also the demographics, you know, like <clears throat> exactly what you're saying, that if if, if if there's not a big LGBT community there, a promoter really doesn't have any business 
uh, uh, really having a big ass party in a place where it has a very small community. You know, I'm from the Bay Area, so you know, you could throw something in Oakland and San Francisco, and people are gonna call, come from all over, and there's a lot of you know stuff going on. So I think knowing, checking your demographics prior to, I agree, that's important. Okay. You're catering well, to. Thank you. I, I thank feel you, like Wiley. thank you so much, uh, Diana. Um, because you do represent people in the LGBT community, but do you feel Absolutely. as though, and I want you, Kyle, to jump into this, chime in, do you feel as though that gay promoters should book more LGBT talent? Do you feel like they give absolutely. celebrity stars absolutely. more bookings than they absolutely. do their own people. Absolutely. No, but I think they uh, absolutely should give the LGBT community more of a chance, okay? But here's the thing. You cannot deny people like, I mean, uh, uh, Brandy. She's been down with the LGBT forever. Uh, Monica, let's say, uh, na- name some of your, 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 you know, mainstream stars. There's some, like, you know, that are down, down, down. You know what I'm saying? With the LGBT community, have shown their love. So those are the ones that people want to, that they, you know, they they they, they want to see. You know, but I do agree that there's some good, good um, LGBT. Not many. Not, I don't sit here lie. Not many like you're gonna pay them. People are gonna run out and see unless you guys promote them more. You know, okay. but yeah. I do think I, I think it's more so. There's a so, lot of shade in the LGBT though. I think it's more so. Um, there should be more of an emphasis on LGBT artists and, um, you know, people in that lifestyle, but it also it comes down to why supply can't and demand. Why can't, why oh. can't all promoters, non-LGBT promoters, I'm just thinking of an idea of the form. Like, let's say I'm a I promoter. Mean, I don't mind getting an LGBT. He doesn't have to be an LGBT artist. He's just a good-ass artist that I want in my event. Yeah, you know, I, I, mean, want, I, you know I, what I'm saying? totally That's agree with that. I totally right. agree with that. Yet. But, I mean, honestly, it, it, it comes down to supply there. and demand. I'm like, if you want, if you... Yep. If a person is big enough, regardless of whatever they're given, because for example, young MA, let yes. like the supply, the if demand gay, is there for her, and I, yeah, I don't care if she's gay or not. If she's bringing in the money, then I want to book her. There you go. And that's there you all go. it really is. And if you have the exposure, or yep. you know, people co-signing for yep. this person, then book them. Like I don't necessarily. There's no right or wrong. Okay, because you're gay. Whoa, we can't have you at the book. Like if you bring it in that green, then of course I'm gonna want to have you there. So I think that's right. more so what yeah, yeah, maybe but if you don't if you yeah, if you don't if you if you know I'm not saying it we should there should not be like there should be more of a spotlight on LGBT artists, but you know, if they don't get that look, if they're not bringing in that money, then yep. you know, rationally nobody's gonna, you know, bring them in. I agree. Do and I, I'd like to chime agree. in. I'd like to chime in. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think that where it comes to LGBT um, talent, one, as, as both of them so eloquently put, it's got to be about exposure. It's got to be about what can they really bring to the table, okay? But the right. other part of it is is that LGBT um, um, talent has been kind of hurt and, 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 and used so that they don't feel as if they're getting the same reverence as the bigger uh, promo, uh, bigger artists are, and it's a very big challenge because LGBT uh, um, talent needs to do the personal appearance to build the following, to build Absolutely. the thing, and make shit hot, so that the promoter. Right. So it's gonna be a partnership with the with it because like that's all I've done my entire career is made sure that any LGBT person that wants to get up there sing, whether I thought they were good, great have Uh or whatever i gave them a shot at least Hmm. gave them a shot well i found lateness 
I found, you know, choreography, things are not tight, a lot of different things. Not saying all, just saying sometimes I've run into that issue. And then when I have put them and tried to pay them a little bit, it it still wasn't enough because they still had to do it as big as the bigger artists, and they're still working for peanuts. You know, at the end of the day, they're still investing into their own careers, and they don't have it you know, to keep working for free and for peanuts. That's why somebody like Milan says, my price is this, and this is what I want from my my community. Well, can't nobody tell him not to do that, okay? If that's what he feels he's worth, you know what I'm saying? Can't nobody tell him not to, but if he does it, you might not get booked. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's your price. I can't afford that because I got to put brandy. You got to open. That's going to be this. That's going to be that. That's 21. I got to still pay for my venue, my dancers, my promotion, my graphic artists, my website maintenance, all of that. I got to pay for it. Maybe I can save that $7,000 and just go with uh, 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 Jennifer Hudson. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no shade. No shade. But um, I'm just saying. No shade. But sometimes some people think that they are worth a lot more than they are worth. And you know I'm going to just say that. Mm, I agree. I wouldn't pay. For seven racks, for seven racks, I could get two people that everybody would like. If you, like he said, if you build good relationships, you keep good relationships, you don't do anybody wrong. You'd be surprised the people that come up that will show up and show out for you. But when you come with that, you have that special kind of attitude, like, you know, very arrogant or, you know, this is what I'm worth or, you know, I'm all that and I just either this or nothing. You have to be able to sometimes, you know, hey, you know, in the contract, you know, we have to go down a little bit. We might could do this for you. And it, there you. has to be room for, uh, uh, what do you call that, room for uh, agreement. Negotiation. I mean, I'm a what? great negotiator. That's what I really like to do the most but thank you so much thank you so much Diana for that point I'm going to move right along with the conversation continue to listen in because you did anything good I always do yes I agree agree with her 100% I think some LGBT Mm -hmm. talent do go far beyond their their what they really are worth but everybody is worth a million dollars if you ask everybody but the reality what are you really worth you have to be honest and I've so always it's said like, that. what can you bring? What are you really but, yeah. bringing to the table? What do I get? Do I get 700 people for booking you for 7,000 people? Half the time, no. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, even with our major stars, you don't always get what, you know, you put out sometimes. And my, my, my last point on this conversation is, is that just like the artists, just like the promoter, these are real people with real life situations. I agree. With real and life I'm gonna take, it's real. I'm gonna take my yes. Thank you. I'm gonna take my next caller nine one seven three six one. Calling you on the air. Nine one seven three six one. Because he had a question for you, Kyle. So uh, you're on. Okay. Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, Kyle. So I have a question. Hey, Kyle. Kyle, it's Derek. How you doing? I'm good. I love him. He's the best. I miss you so much. So my uh, question, Kyle, is how do you feel that club promoters have welcomed your sector of gay celebrity? Because you know you've reached your you know your gay celebritydom in oh, web thanks. series. Uh-huh. And how do you feel like you've been welcomed into club promoting, and how have they helped you? promote your web series into the club like you know because if it was like a regular Mm -hmm. 
straight actor, they would have welcomed them with that type of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, well, I think, um, well, thank you for all those kind words, first of all. And then secondly, um, I think everybody that I've been in contact with has been very welcoming and they've been very positive. Um, I actually uh, got more on a lot of web uh, podcasts and um, a lot of, you know, um, exposure sites with, like, magazines and stuff like that. They've been very welcoming and very supportive and everything. I can't speak for everybody because because my experience is unique to me. But um, I think people, as, you know, they're becoming more inclined to seeing how popular web series Mm. are becoming amongst the people. They're being more open to having these people do appearances, make um, do promotional events with them and co-sign behind them because they see the benefit of having these people with this certain number of audience in a niche market, like, you know, benefit their product. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing or anybody's been particularly shady in that sense. But I, feel like um, I think your local promoters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of talks with a lot of people that have um, been open to working with me and see the benefit of the show and, you know, want to get it, get behind the wave of the show and everything from my personal experience. But, yeah. Okay. Can I ask a fan question real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, great. Good, Kyle, because, like, I have a lot of fan questions. And so, Kyle, <laughs> like, okay. I think a lot of fans want to know, like, we want to know, like, are you single? What, like, mm. what's going on with you? Like, the people want to know. Because it's like, <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. And we, like, oh. I mean, we want to love this night. And we are really interested. Because I know I am. Oh, yeah. I, I know. You, we've done a lot of live tweeting together. Um, I'm happy. Right <laughs> now, I'll say that. What did that mean? I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, happy. So, I'm, you know, so you married to uh, your work because you keep it that private. I mean, I tried to see, try to get yeah. the tea or who you with, uh-huh. who you booed up with. I mean, like, we all want to know. Um, <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. Like, when I started um, doing all of this, like, you know, web series, acting and modeling and stuff like that, I always wanted to make it about the work. And not who I'm dating or dealing with because one, like, that's something special to me. Like, I'm not like a, we actually talked about this on the show, like social media and dating and like, does it make it official mm-hmm. if you take a selfie together and stuff like that. I'm like quite the opposite of my character, Spencer. Like, he wanted to make that validated for the world. Like, we're together, that's my boo, babe, whatever. Uh-huh. And um, I'm, I don't know, I'm just not like that. Like, I don't, I don't people that I deal with I don't necessarily like put it out there like that because I I, I feel like it's a sacred thing but I'm I'm, I'm, so I'm, you're I'm not, happy to answer your in question. In the show you did you had sex on the first night so you're not gonna do uh-huh. you don't do that in real life Oh I'm I'm an advocate for do what feels right if you go if you do them with it like if you have sex on the first <laughs> night the fifth <laughs> night the 20th night whatever whatever floats your boat get your life but <laughs> I mean, I, so, I so can you give uh, so can you give mm-hmm. the fans like a hint of like what what's interesting mm-hmm. to Kyle? Like, if a fan was interested and saw you out and was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. they want to shoot this shot," like, what's the interesting mm-hmm. trait for Kyle to say, "Yeah, this is this is gonna get my attention." Okay, that's a that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. If someone wants to shoot their shot with me, um. I really, really like people that are just genuinely themselves. And 
in whatever capacity that you are. Like, I don't, like, whatever label you describe yourself as, that's fine. But I love and gravitate towards people that are just genuinely themselves. And then also a big, 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 big thing with me is if you are funny, perfect. Like, uh-huh. humor is everything. Like, you have to be able to take a joke. Because I have, I have kind of a smart mouth sometimes. <laughs> So uh-huh. like if you can if you can get in a roasting session with me and we go back and forth and you don't take offense to it and you just make me laugh and you know we have a good time, that's perfect to me. Like friendship, uh, shooting your shot, whatever. Like I, mean, uh-huh. I just love genuine people that love know how to have a good time and aren't necessarily about all the like you know hangups and drama that comes with like you know you know everything that goes with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and also I have um, my co-host Big Ann is on. Shout out to her; she is live now. Big Ann, you're live. I know you're a big fan of the show. Love at first night. Thank you so much, um, caller, for giving your questions because we're gonna um, continue to listen to the show because I definitely want to dive into more into Love at First Night because one one beef that is not a beef, but a lot of shows Mm -hmm. like about him, um, so many other shows I could name. They said mm-hmm. they would love to see Love at First Night get very sexual, you know, taking off their clothes, being so explicit, like, about him, like all these other shows. Do you mm-hmm. want to go in that direction in the second season, like, a week or period, like all these other shows that's coming out? Do you want to, you know, be explicit where people can see your, you know, your penis and your, 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 your butt? Because the, 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 the consumers <laughs> now are getting so accustomed <laughs> with that from other shows. Would you go in that direction mm-hmm. with you? Um... Hello? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I lost you for a second. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just want to know. There's <laughs> a um, lot of shows out here. They showing booty. They showing everything. You pay $4.99 yes. for 24 hours <laughs> and on Vimeo. So uh-huh. is, a, is Love at First Night, is they going to do that for the second season? Or try to go in that well, direction? Well, I'll start it with this. Um, my personal philosophy on things like that is because everybody else is doing it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to do it. And oh, I think the heart of this show, and that's, and that's no shade to anybody because, you know, I watch all those shows and I support all those guys and I encourage everybody to watch those shows because there's different lanes for everybody. But I think with our show, we, um, a lot of the people are gravitating towards our interpersonal connections and how they relate to the show and the character and the display of love and the complex stories that we're giving. And if anything, um, we want to show more of that because, you know, that's, that's the heart of our show. The heart of our show is the love story between Spencer and Jaden and, mm-hmm. and then the friendships that develop and, you know, the everyday uh, occurrences that happen that, you know, make us just like everybody else. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as the sexuality <laughs> to it, um, you know, I, I believe in – a little show a little shoulder show a little leg but you don't have to like put it all out there yeah, it's I, I, intriguing you know what i mean i, mean, <laughs> like, I, I get what you're saying but i, I mean i agree saying, i don't I, yeah. me personally i don't want to see that in love at first night because it is showing the other side because because a lot of times people society think that gay men black gay men gay men period and just having sex all day showing a body part all day yes mm-hmm. there's some truth in that i'm living that now i mean that's the majority of oh, my sex well, yes so well, it is. Some, I'm not saying it's a myth, <laughs> but, when it, but but I 
I would love to have that Jaden and Spencer type of relationship. I recorded that a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago on my Facebook Live, and I said, this is what mm-hmm. I want. I don't just want to just be all about sex all the time. I want to have a guy where mm-hmm. we play the game, where he brings a toothbrush, right. and, and I, he's, he's, he's into his career, into music. I'm at work. I'm, mm-hmm. I have, you know, that's what I would love to experience that other than I'm naked, you get the hot towel, I'll see you next week mm-hmm. on a social site. <laughs> you, know, I, I, uh-huh. you know, I would love to have that. Yeah, okay. that's I mean, I, I love. Yeah. I love love at first night because it really gives but me you know this, what? like, I think, oh, I got that one. Yeah, I, you know what? I think as important as our show is, shows like About Him and shows like Triangle and stuff like that, like, it helps to spread a a a more dimensional view of what being a black gay man is because in about him, there are stories like that. That's real. That's somebody's reality in love at first night. Mm. That's somebody's reality there. That's somebody's reality in triangle. I don't think it's a one dimensional view of what being a black gay man entails. So I think all of our stories are important and they all need to be told. And, you know, just because one is more sexualized than the other doesn't make this one better or morally uh, superior than the other one. I just think it's a different aspect of what these shows are and what black gay life is. Cause it, it does all happen. But I mean, as far as diversity, which I think you're getting to correct me if I'm yes. mistaken. Yes. Is, yes. I think, I think we could, I think I would like to see more shows like our own yes. being produced, you know, because there's a lane for everybody and there's a, there's a character that everybody can relate to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we're a community. We're a community, and I don't think like comparing and contrasting my show against their show is like you know one of those things that need to happen because we can. There's enough room at the table for everybody and everybody. I to agree. As far as that's I'm the point I was so, making yeah. with friends that yeah. were saying, "Well, I don't. I love to see like I said. No, everybody had a lane. You know, you got living single. You got." Martin, you got mm-hmm. you had so many other diverse, you know, just shows. Then you got like the beef with Empire and Power. You cannot compare the mm-hmm. two. That's apples and oranges. They're totally two completely different shows coming from two different uh, perspectives. And that's in the uh, in this market where the talent in the LGBT community, we do need to have diversity. I don't want to see so many shows just going into okay, you got these porn stars, porn, 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 porn. Because what it's giving mm-hmm. me, this is giving me Pornhub, Pornhub 2.0. Or, or my mm-hmm. sister 2.0. I don't want to see that all the time. Don't get me wrong. I, I do use utilize Pornhub every day, but mm-hmm. I just don't want to see day. that as okay. You need to get it. <laughs> this is really good. No, because every porn star is not a good actor. I mean, just because mm, you can a lot of them aren't good actors. Well, period. I mean, you know, can pull off thing, a nut. Well, That's thing, not mean you can transition. And it's a lot of no, no shade. I'm not oh, going. Wow. I'm not going to say no names. It's a lot of points. That was a little shade. Like I see actors. <laughs> I'm like, girl, really? This is what you give it? This is strictly boring. I enjoy you when your clothes are off. Not when your clothes are on. You trying to be a Denzel oh, wow. Washington? No, it's mm. not. Well, acting is not for everybody. <laughs> And that is a hard truth. People in the LGBT community need to realize, and some of these producers need to realize. But I feel like we doing this wildly to get hits and views. This is the girls like. But mm-hmm. what about the quality? And I would love to see quality other than quantity. I want to see the quality, and that's what I love at first mm-hmm. night. It gives me equality, and it gives me oh, good well, writing. Well, thank you, first of all. <laughs> and um, I think I'm uh, sorry, as far I mean, as, Albert, you can jump in. Go ahead. Because you went you went off a little bit. <laughs> I did. I mean, I had to. You did. I, mean, I had 
honest and give like an aha no. moment. I had to get my rant yeah. moment. Go I ahead. Mean, <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, it's your show. You it's your preaching. moment. <laughs> but I you think, preaching um, up in here. I, I think it's, it's important to realize, like, you know, some people, this is their dream. And, like, whether they want to be Denzel or – uh, you know, this is it. Like, this is something that they want to pursue. And, you know, it, it just may not be your your cup of tea, but, you know, it, it's they're getting a hit. So somebody I, I agree. It, you know I, I mean? agree. So it's like, you know, I think, <laughs> I think it's important to like, you know, and then also with the, with the porn aspect, which is kind of a polarizing topic, like, I think the language that we use in regards to porn stars and stuff like that, it kind of needs to, sh- to shift a little bit because it sounds like we're kind of slut shaming or, or shaming people in general for like being sexually positive and stuff like that, which in my no, opinion, I, I think I'm not, not, you know, not necessarily you, but no, no, no I'm not going to shame because I think like do you, cause I'm a very sexual person. I do stuff on a day in a day out base. That's what I do. But everybody mm. is not, is not a actor. And I feel like if we're going mm-hmm. to have this trend, I love the trend that's going on, so many web series. I think mm-hmm. it's getting really popular for the past two years. But we, mm-hmm. what producers and directors need to realize that they have to be talented and that the writing has to be good. Don't just base your show just on sex and expect have some quality if you want to be taken to the next level. Like Love at First Night, I can see that on Logo because it really gave like – they y'all really take y'all took your time. Like it did not rush. It was good. A lot of people did not catch on to it. Did have a lot, of, and then now a lot of more people is really getting into the show. Because people hit me up mm-hmm. on a day in day out basis, like yes, Wally, I'm loving this show. When did it come out? I said on last mm-hmm. year, but it didn't get all this <laughs> yeah, publicity from all these porn porn websites because it's not mm-hmm. porn. It's about love, friendship, right. betrayal. Uh, getting mm-hmm. to know yourself. It's just, that's what, Things that you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just a date. This is what you go on a day in out basis. I'm not living no mm-hmm. porn life. I'm living, baby, I, I'm working check to check. I'm working in retail. Like, Spencer, you, mm-hmm. your character working in retail. I know in my personal life, I work in healthcare. So I can relate mm-hmm. dealing with people. And I want to see shows like that. I don't want to see more shows yeah. like that. <laughs> well, the thing with, well, the thing with that in my personal philosophy is, like, you know, the eyes that need to see it are going to see it. Like, recently, like, you know, sometimes you don't need to do, like, monumental numbers to have an impact. Like, I can yeah. say Amen. that whenever, whenever the show first came out, it came out um, June 13th, um, it was the day after the Pulse shooting. And um, one person that saw the show uh messaged me and was like, I'm personally going through something because of this pulse shooting. And because I saw your show, I had an opportunity to smile again because I'm going through a lot of pain. And you know what I mean? Mm. That means more to me. That means more than doing 100,000 views or, like, you know, being infamous for, you know, whatever reason. I'm going to get that around. It's about you know, love, love amongst Two black gay men is palpable and it's it's present and people want to see this and and the the vindication of everything in the end is we were recently nominated by a film festival sponsored by HBO and we won yes. that category actually so it's like it's Co- not about hey congratulations just, just, I didn't care what you thank know you. let me get right applause to that congratulations thank you so much. from HBO. <laughs> I just want to say that again. 
because you guys not only was nominated, but you won. I didn't know uh, you guys won the award. Won. Yeah. Yeah, we won that. That was a great way to end 2016. Like, we, we were nominated by the film festival. First of all, I had no idea that we even got nominated, but thank you. Wow. And it then ended up winning. So it's like, the thing is, it's, you got to create something and believe in your product. And the thing is, it's the fact that you can talk about the show and then get feedback from so many people saying, I want this. I love this show. This needs to be exposed. You know, it's, about, it's a slow burn. You know, you don't always have to peak early, you know, or, or just do, Ooh. like, viral numbers because your bell curve, that's what you want to start going. Like, you want to do consistent work and believe in a project. I agree. And, and the reason I got behind this project, and I know a lot of my castmates got behind this project, is because it's something that I wanted to see in media, um, a realistic depiction of what, you know, a relationship entails between two men, two black men, actually, at that. And then, you know, just a good quality show and something that mm. I would be proud to say, I'm in that show. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect. It's not squeaky clean. It's not preaching at you. It's just giving you what you need. And I'm satisfied with the numbers that we're doing, the lives that we touched, the impact that we've had so far, because I know in the future we can only do bigger and better things. So, you know, I agree. that's why I'm, I, I don't really compare what we do to anybody else because we we know what we do. And I know we have a dope project, and whatever, whenever it's going to get its full life, its full life and capacity, it's going to get its full life and capacity. And, you know, that's just what keeps me going with it. I agree with that, and I feel like we get so caught up in numbers. And I remember this one mm-hmm. of my um, good friends, Joseph, the misunderstood social worker. He said, Wiley, you don't mm-hmm. want to have a show where you just get all these – what would you rather have? He asked me a question. Would you have rather have – 500 listeners and be taken serious as a serious personality or hundreds of thousands and you just this big joke. Because you got to be careful mm. when you want all of these numbers. Because there's plenty of people I can name that we see on social media that get a lot mm. of numbers. But what are they getting those numbers? So a lot of them just making a joke out of themselves, mm. making a mockery. And the folks that you see that serious, you see them, you know, it's slowly getting there. But that's what a quality lie. It's not always about the quantity. It's about the quality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I used to get caught up with you. I want to hit a million. I want thousands right. and thousands. Of, but for what reason? Do you want to sell your soul to get there? Because you got to be careful what you ask for. Or mm-hmm. do you want to just grow? Just just take your time and let God, and let, if you believe in God, just let just let it let it let it grow naturally. Don't try to, you know, force it. And I, I've learned I'm in that spirit. I'm in that mode now. I'm just I'm just sitting back and just taking a slow right. ride. I catch on right. to some shows know, like Love at First Night, and I promote uh, it, but I don't want right. to get caught up with. I just want to hit on big topics because I want to be famous. So, right. yeah. But see, the thing is, the thing is, and what my personal philosophy, I, I'm big on quotes, so I may throw a couple at you tonight. But uh-huh. I, I go, slow burn is better than no burn. Yes. And when you, it, that's, no. that's 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 <laughs> all it is. Like I, I can't rush. You know what? success like because you know you have to work for it and be prepared for it like I'm successful in my own right because I fulfilled the dream that I wanted to do and everybody who's in these web series that are acting like whether you know someone feels they're great or not like that may be a dream of theirs that they're fulfilling and you know you can't I, I don't like to take that away from them because I wouldn't want anybody to take that away from me but it's 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 just one of those things like you know you got to walk in your purpose yes and, I agree no you got to walk in your purpose and like, you know, just trust the process and know that it's going to work. And like, you know, 
just within six months of time, being in a film festival sponsored by HBO and winning the freaking award, it's like, that's the process yeah. of motion. And then as we get ready for season two, like, the anticipation is just going to come and come and come and come. And we're going to get to, the eyes are going to, that need to see this project, that are going to relate to this project, that are going to feel the compassion from everybody that's behind this project, are going to see it when they need to see it. I agree. I um. Yeah. I, Ivan, I, I think like, you know, in L.A., I think you all need to book them out there or have like a, a, a screening out there in L.A. I'm going to put that bug out there. Oh, I'm put with that. that. Out there. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a wonderful. You know, to promote yeah, well, shows so, so, so the community can see that we are more than just going and having, you know, going to club. That's good. But we also are into the documentaries and, and host that uh, screening. That's what I loved about him because they went on tour. They took the show and they went to multiple states and, and, and they went to multiple cities. Excuse me. They went to, came to Chicago. It was great. And I would love to see um, Love at First Night um, tour so they can go to multiple okay. cities and okay. meet okay. people. And okay. I think L.A. is a good market. Well, so I've been, you know, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well, you know, something I want to say that, you know, I'm yeah. really now getting into the web series and the streaming. Mm. I just got chosen to be uh, one of the hosts for C Squared. And wow. that's out no. here with Revive. Yeah. And so, you know, again, the content and people are starting to believe in LGBT programming and also mm-hmm. want to hear our voices. So, you know, it's, it's a revolution, babies. And I mean, I, I see it. Yeah. You know, I, I have another perspective because I got, I come from a time where, you know, number one, there wasn't a lot of black people even in the media, you know, pre hip hop. Right. And then mm-hmm. get an opportunity to see black people mainstreaming hip-hop, taking hold and taking a bite into America, and now mm-hmm. seeing the revolution of, of, of LGBT entertainment now starting to become more mainstream. Like just about all of our sitcoms now have an LGBT character in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now the web and the web series and also this live streaming is starting to be really, really a wonderful thing too. So just hold right. on, baby. Just hold on. Let's yeah. keep pushing. Let's keep the, keep the pedal to the metal. You know. And you know what? Keep yeah, the pedal to the metal. And, you know, I've been and I totally point, will like, support the show. I totally oh, will support the show. Totally, one hundred percent. I can send you a. You know, I ain't got no money to fly y'all all out here and house y'all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can work something out. Let's <laughs> so figure I, that I, part out. But you know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, to speak to your point, like um, about like you know exposure and like you know not having a platform before to where we have like a plethora of options now. I think it's important to tell our stories the way in a truthful depiction, um, whether it be sexual, whether it be a relationship, whether it be anything, like, because we have the opportunity now to use a medium that can make us as one, A, black, B, gay, and <laughs> three, C, men, like, you know, give us a three-dimensional and aspect. Be of what, and be relevant and relevant, you know. Like, there's, there's a yeah. landscape and a story for all of us to tell our stories. It's not necessarily, necessarily to say my, my stuff is better than yours, your stuff is better than mine. It's just, like, we can mm-hmm. all tell our story and, like, you know, get in and capitalize off of it in the best way. So I want to share know, something with you guys. I want to share yeah. something when um, – uh, um, Atlanta Housewives first started and before Nene was as even as big as she was you know they used to come to my club hang out 
didn't charge me a dime. We would take pictures. You know, I'd make sure they'd have a bottle or something, and we would get in that club and party. Vini would walk mm-hmm. up and down Santa Monica Boulevard and stuff like that. And so I just encourage listeners and you guys and stuff like that, if you want the exposure, you got to go out there and get it. It's not the right. music industry of, like, the Motown era where you had this machine that went and created you. You have to almost have everything created, your own brand, your own promotion your own team and you get out there and you make it happen you know what i'm saying and that's how you build that that awareness and bring people like with this new show they don't even know what's coming to them because i'm gonna push you know that people know who reverie is r-e-v-r-y that new Mm -hmm. streaming service with that has lgb content and has a lot of content too you know Mm -hmm. and it's like you gotta um, get out to slay tv in new york i mean slay tv yeah yeah that's a yeah, whole nother yeah, new yeah. Uh, movement. So shout out to that. I mean, it's a lot of opportunities out here. And just for the community, just have to support. I tell people all the time, they say, Wiley, I would love for you to interview A, B, and C. I said, but you got to support everybody that I interview so it can become a movement and so you can get these celebrities. But if you're not going to support right. for this, I know, you know, I, I know how it is to promote stuff because I promote this show, you know, and people will say, oh, I, I, if you have this person, I will call in. But you would get that person, and they still won't call it. So some people just want to critique, criticize, and just don't want to support their well, job. Well, now, just- now you know how we promoters feel, then. then, that, then that's yes, exactly so I, how we yes, feel. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, know, we have been beat and knocked in the head with that one. Like, get this DJ, get this dancer, <laughs> get this celebrity. Oh, we'll pay this and da-da-da-da. And then you sitting there with half of the people that you need to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? So now I got to go in my savings yeah. and pay uh-huh. for these people and hope that the next one. And it's, it, it's, for me, I've been blessed. You know what I'm saying? It's always uh-huh. come back to me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I lose right. on that one. I gain on this one. You know, I had 10, 12 years of straight profit. You know what I'm saying? Now when the economy shifted, then there's been some ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's that same kind of thing. It's like, Everybody wants a lot for less. And we know that's not just the LGBT community. That's the black community. That's our society. That's not just us. That's not <laughs> want just a lot. That's not we us. want a lot for less. Okay, Kai, you got a good point. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the truth. We want a lot for less. And, yes, that's true. Because I want a lot for you less. Know, they want Walmart you know, prices. Yeah. You know, they want a yeah, Samsung, yeah. you know, brand new smart TV, bend, all of that, LGT. You know, they want a 55-inch for $320. Well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> you can't get that. Well, we just, this was a great conversation. I think this is um, mm. what we talked about. We really talk, tackled some great issues, and, and yeah, the solutions yeah, yeah. will be support the uh, the outlets that we Amen. do have to watch the shows that we do have right now if we continue support love at first night and it hits great numbers continue it will it will encourage the producers and the investors to invest in a love at first night movie if you if you want to mm-hmm. see more you have to support what's currently going what's currently out now just like moonlight a lot right. of people say i love moonlight but if you love that movie you have to continue to support it because hollywood looks at what's profitable they look at dollars they don't really they look at dollars it could be a boring movie but if it made a hundred million dollars you're going to see more 
type of movies, those type of movies. So if you want to see more type of projects like Love at First Night, if you want to see I, Ivan in L.A. book all these big people like a Brandy, Monica, Mary J. Blige, then you have to spend on a currently weekly basis that $15, $20. Whatever that door rate is, you have to support 500 people plus. Do that every week. I don't think it would be no problem. Five, six, eight hundred people every week, every Friday, Saturday night. It would be a problem to get all these celebrities. Mm. Well, we we did it. We had, I had a good run when we opened Penthouse, uh, Penthouse Sundays. You know, I had a really, really, really good run because the owners they were uh, willing to invest into my promotion and make that shit happen, and they did. And we only charged five dollars to get in. You know, we had everybody from Brandy to Trina, uh, uh, Don Benjamin. Uh, you know, my boy, uh, my 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 very very good friend is Lee Daniels. You know what I'm saying? And we've had everybody. You know, Justy, everybody. So, but it's L. A. So you know, it was a little bit mm-hmm. more. But yeah, again, I said L. A. is different. And y'all get out yeah. everything because they there. I mean, hell, if you live right around the corner, a couple of blocks, it don't take much to travel to well, West Hollywood or wherever down the street. you go. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> you know. walking down the street. There ain't no tea, you know. Yes. This is, uh, uh, yes, Ivan Daniels. Yes, he is live. Somebody said, that is, I said, yes, and so. And then we also have Caillou from New York. Shout out to the, the, the folks that are aren't chiming in. You know, black folks, they come a little late. That's why I have to do a two-hour show. <laughs> to drag us, black folks, you, I, can, I used to try to do 30 minutes, but black people, you got to give them enough Wait, time we, to chime in. We were, having a, we were having a good old conversation, too. We had, it was getting a little heated for a second with our opinions. So. <laughs> yeah. We chime in there a second. We got Big Ann, but... Big Ann, my co-host. Um, what did you like about the show? Because you just got caught on last week, I think two weeks ago. I was talking about yeah, it was like it was like within the last two weeks. I can honestly say that it was just beyond just beautiful. Just watching a couple just flourish their relationship and go through the you know the betrayals and the and the getting accustomed to being in each other's space and the the normal things, not just mm-hmm. either doing it so well or being a porn star or anything like that, but also just being normal people, just trying to make it, just trying to, just trying to be the love that they want to see in their significant other, and just, right. you know, facing life to get. I love that show. It was fun, and Thank and not you. only that, but you're cute as hell, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're cute as hell. <laughs> I'm gonna blow my head up, Finally. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, well, it's worth it to me. I I think it's for blowing your head up just a little, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. He's very good looking, <laughs> very good looking, and then you can act and you're talented. And to, it's not easy going on a web series and really just give your all because a lot of people think web oh that's mediocre act. They not really there. No, love at first night to act. I was shocked because I'm like, oh, I'm getting ready mm-hmm. to watch something boring. Oh, the first episode, mm-hmm. be, I'm gonna go to sleep and not watch. But the first episode just. Oh, I said, man, this is dope. Yeah. I was shocked. Shout out to I was Terry really Torrance. Shocked. He's the creative genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So shout out to let him. Me, like, that's dope. But let me tell you, though, like, when I caught on to the show, I liked it so much, I watched the entire season in one sitting. Wow. The whole yeah. thing. You know what's crazy <laughs> is everybody that's come and talked to me about the show, they was like, okay, I'm just going to watch this first episode. And then, like, cut to six episodes later. I was like, I can't stop watching this. I got to watch this. <laughs> and that makes that, – that's validating to me because it's like I – before we even started 
like this whole thing, my whole approach was it has to feel right. It has to feel legit. Like it has to feel like, you know, these people, like, you know, Spencer, like, you know, Jake, you know, you know, Alex, you know, all of these people, like, I want you to like hate, hate Alex at the end of the door. And like people come up and like, I legit can't stand him. Like, and that's the mark of a true great talent and a true great artist. Like everybody that's involved is deeply invested into it. They did their thing. Like we pulled the best out of each other and to make it realistic. And it's everybody. And so, question. Like that's, I don't yeah. like Alex either. They said, is it, is it a good thing in real life? You know, you have a roommate, your roommate is talking with somebody. Is it okay to do that? To take their in man? Or to, if they're not in a relationship, they just talking, but the the guy is leaving and going to the roommate because the roommate more interested. Do you think that's cool to do? In it just real um, life? Dang, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I have done that. I have done that. I mean, I've slept oh. with my cousin. You know, um, plenty of his, uh, well, uh, plenty of his uh, people that he plenty had. Of them, you know, I have done that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's good. But 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 but. People said that's trashy, well, but if that person well, I, that did let me know that they're not committed to your friend, you know, I'm I'm just proving them like he's not a good boyfriend, mm-hmm. or he would not be a good boyfriend. If he, you know, um, but that's was, also kind of like can, I'm gonna be frank. Okay. <laughs> that's also kind of trash of you. Like that's also kind of trash of you. But I mean, you know, we all have <laughs> trashy moments. But <laughs> yes, I had a I lot mean, of. I them. think his level. It's levels. I think with um, what Spencer and Alex's case was, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that deep because he would just meet him for the first night, too. And sometimes you just don't see it for that person. Like, circling back to our Instagram and Jackson grinder conversation, sometimes they're given one thing, <laughs> and then you see another thing, and then you get over it, and then you see somebody else. And that was just a happenstance that it happened to be his his roommate. So, I mean, in that particular situation, no, I don't think anything's wrong. But I think if you're like, if this person's boyfriend, like, they've been talking for a while, like, you know who this person is, and, like, you purposely infiltrate that relationship and stuff like that, nah, that's not cool. That's a, first of all, that's a character flaw on you. Um, because, it is. It like, is a big, you it's know, a big character yeah. flaw. I tell my friends, don't bring your boyfriend around me, and don't talk about how good your boyfriend is in the bedroom. Don't do that, because to a person like me, a Scorpio that's not through with showing his royal oh, oak, you, that is you, like you're promoting <laughs> some good chocolate, and I wouldn't uh, want to visit that restaurant that got that good chocolate cake. So I feel as though just, people, period, you should keep the, the goodness of what your relationship, keep it private. You shouldn't tell everybody how good it is because mm-hmm. you're promoting mm-hmm. it. And sometimes somebody's going to want to test out that goodness, and I'm one of them, and I, I'm working on that. Maybe when I get 30, mm-hmm. I stop. As right now, I'm still doing it. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that is you're, you're in your- you're I mean, in your mid twenties and live your life. <laughs> yeah. Saying. So when I hit thirty, then I can settle down. Okay, let me settle down. Everything. I know that uh, somebody just hit me up, and yes, yeah, shout out to this person. I know you're gonna be upset, Kyle. This is gonna change the whole conversation. But we got twenty nine minutes left. You know, Donald Trump mm-hmm. is gonna be inaugurated on Friday. You said that he's not your president. Um, I got a not lot of folks. That, you said a lot uh-huh. of folks have been calling me coons, calling me niggers. I cried. I was Ooh. crying when Jennifer Holiday 
when she had to pull back because she said all these racist black people. I was crying as well. I had to really, I was so depressed earlier today because I've been called so many niggers, so many coons, and I said I cannot wait till Donald Trump get inaugurated so the girls could just focus on something else because once he get inaugurated, become president for a year or two, they're going to forget about They're going to they're gonna go back to their ways and just forget about it and don't vote in the midterm. That's just how I feel. But do you feel as though black people are taking it too far, criticizing their black brothers and sisters, calling them niggers and coons and house niggers? And, 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 and like, do you feel like that's taking it too far when if they support Donald Trump? Okay. Um, <laughs> call like I don't get it. I just don't understand. Um, if just, white folks I, call us that, we want to march and lead, lead a protest. But we call each other, we call our brothers and sisters coon and calling Jennifer Holiday a legend. Oh, you coon. Why would you do, like, come on. How is that different than Kim Burrell? Like, I don't understand. I, I got something I, this, to say to okay, that. This, this, this is a layer question, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this very brief. <laughs> but um, I don't know, you you don't like Donald it, Trump. You say he's not your I, president. He's not my president at all. It's just I don't understand <laughs> the reasoning behind a person of color, a, not even necessarily a black person, a person of color, or any person in general that can get okay. behind someone who is trying to regulate women's bodies. Okay. Only benefit a certain sense of the country, one that regularly degrades people, has openly mocked a disabled person, and is amongst a myriad of plenty of terrible different things that he's done. And how can you justify that or look past that to see he's going to make America great again? Because if you even see the phrase, make America great again, Make it America, make America great again to what era? Okay. Because this Can country is this country has been built off of the blood, sweat, and tears of slaves, and yes. it's been run like a corporation, only to benefiting a certain portion of America that doesn't look like you or I. So, with all of those factors that go into okay. that, I just don't get. How someone could support someone like that. Now, will I go oh. to the extent of calling them a coon, nigger, whatever? No. Will I judge you harshly on the inside? Yes. But you have your but Ameri- she- you had your you have your opinion, and you have the right to vote and support whoever you want to do. But Shouldn't we have that because they necessarily we some people are beyond conversation. Now, if you're willing to have a, a ra- rational conversation, like you support Donald Trump, I don't. But that doesn't mean I can't sit and have a conversation with you because we, in some capacity, we have to coexist. So, right. Like, but you know, shouldn't you ask you that person, willing, why do you, why, why you support Donald Trump? And I feel like you can't even get to that because they automatically are getting to, how could you, well, let me answer, give my A, B, C, D, my reasons why I support Donald Trump. Can we at least mm. get to that part of the There's conversation of- and, and open that dialogue up? Because let's be clear, Obama had ah. a slogan as well. His slogan was, I'm going to change Washington. Yes, we, I'm going to change Washington. I'm going to change the ideas, the, the, the system. Did, let's be honest, black folks that voted for him, all of that change, myself included, this is 
Bushwick really change? Did Washington really change when Obama came into office? Did it okay. change? He ran on it a slogan, change. correct? So did it change? Did it change slogan? for the best or for the worst? Well, let me ask you this. How many, how many benefits do you currently enjoy because of that change? I you have an option that... to get married. You, you have an option to get married. You have an option to do a lot of things within an eight period of eight years that you weren't afforded in an America that Donald Trump wants to go back to. I so, think Donald Trump has pulled back on a lot of stuff from his campaign. I feel like a lot of folks have have been attacking Donald so much that they're not even looking at currently where he's standing at now. People need to understand this. And I was telling my where friends, this, I said, it's about a political game. This is politics. And the reason why Hillary didn't win, she did not play the – she played the game, like some of these promoters playing the game, but they so old school. Donald Trump said, listen, I'm going to play a new game. I'm going to destroy what y'all are trying to do, create something new. I'm going to be with the times. And he spoke to an anger to a base of people in this country. Not only that, he also spoke to the black community saying, listen, and I've been saying this for years, your schools are no good. Where are your jobs? Chicago, you can walk down the street and get shot. We are battling with all this, and these are Democrats that's been controlling stuff for decades. So when Donald Trump came out and said, listen, all this stuff is going on, what the hell do you have to lose? Because Democrats have proven, generate time after time after time, they don't care nothing about you. I will change that. Okay. So, yes. can, I, can I come in? Can I come go in? Ahead, I've got to come in. I mean, I mean go ahead. I've got to come I mean, in. Yes. Okay. Okay. For, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. This, this is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. Okay. It's first okay. of all. Okay. First. Okay. Okay. Let's go. I want. I'm gonna take this step by step. Jennifer Holiday. I heard why she ultimately made her decision was that she actually sung for John Lewis's wife's funeral. Mm-hmm. And when Donald Trump attacked John Lewis, a civil rights legend, she really, it opened her eyes to a whole new thing. I think initially Jennifer Holliday was offered a great sum of money. They wanted to play that card. They wanted to put a legend in front of there. And she said, oh, 50K to sing for, for five minutes? Hail to the yes, okay? However, when black Twitter and LGBT community went after her, she said, oh, shit. She didn't even realize. She didn't even think that it would go that far. And I don't think it's right. I think that we should go high. When they go low, I think we should be better than that. Now. That's I agree. Point one. Especially if okay, they're not okay. going to give her what they're offering. You got to think... give them a chance to speak, though. Like, you... Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so, oh. and then the next part of this is the playbook that Donald Trump took out of is the Reagan era. It's the same rhetoric. It is the same initiatives because to the white people and to the Republican Party in modern day era, Ronald Reagan was the best Republican and had the most charisma. Okay. Donald Trump 
is a reality star. He knows how to hit that button in 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 the in the in the fabric of America in terms of reality. I'll tell you this: California and New York did not vote that way. Okay, that Midwestern and that South is where we lost a lot of this whole thing. California, we voted for principles, okay? Now, as I go back to the Reagan era, you do not have any idea of how the, um, uh, and I'm sure I can use some curse words and stuff, how Reagan yeah, Anonymous fucked up America, okay? He, he shut down a lot of mental health institutions, which is, which is why we have the crack baby and we have mental illness mating with other mental illness and why some of our inner cities, that term inner city became popularized, inner cities collapsed. Now, when it comes to what Obama did, uh, he could not do a whole lot that was publicized, but we do have, you do know about LGBT rights, and you do know that he just signed 1,600 people and pardoned people out of the incarcerated systems so that these men can now vote. Van Johnson just got finished saying that over 30% of the Midwestern and Southern black men feel that they could not vote or could not vote because of felonies and that could have been the thing do you realize that Hillary only lost that election by 187,000 votes and she also won the popular vote so Donald Trump I do not care for his platform he's a copycat off of Reagan and he is only going to be for the top 2% he really does not care now the Democrats they have failed us in some way but I will tell you, if you watch the, if you know your history, the uh, the uh, Republicans tear up this whole economy, and the Republicans fix it all. I mean, the Democrats fix it all back up again. We have a better economy than we had. When do you know what Obama inherited when he took into office? I, I, California yes. had the highest unemployment rate at 13%. All of our homes and our mortgages, my business, my family's business. All collapsed, <clears throat> but Obama came and 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 helped to bring the car industry, the mortgage industry, the the you know. So when you when we when we put Obama up against the wall, and you put Reagan up against the wall, you put Bush against the wall, and you put uh, Donald Trump, which we don't even know what he gonna do. You have to give that man credit. We have to give that man credit, and I cannot give Trump any credit yet because he is entitled. How do you know that a man that had received a million dollars from his dad in the 70s, which was probably equal to $10 million, to start his own business, he lost over $900 million, hasn't paid taxes, how does he have any empathy, compassion, awareness, perspective through that lens of a man and men like you and I? Yes, yeah, that's, uh, it. I just, that's it. That's it. I just that's feel it. as though, you know, he's going to be inaugurated on Friday. I disagree with black that's people it. that say he's not my president. How we expect to get things off the table if we're screaming he's not my president? So you already said, I don't Well, need I do agree we need to listen. I do agree we need to listen. I am not we supporting have to that inauguration. Ideas. And uh-huh. he has I'm changed not. a lot of stuff. He said, listen, he, Mexico going to pay for now. Congo is going to pay for what the wall. What has he changed? What has he changed? What has he changed? What has he done? He said, listen, my health care plan, everybody's going to have health care. He has told the pharmaceutical companies. Okay, but we have to see it first. Money. 
Y'all need to make the, the drugs here in this country. Stop shipping jobs away. I'm going to have this 35% tax. But he hasn't done anything yet, okay? But I know so he hasn't done too much yet. Can I say this? Yeah. That, can I say this? You're talking about yeah, outsourcing yeah. jobs. Do you understand that most of his companies that he uses outsource to China and other companies? Like, he's the main, one of the main outsourcers. So how, do you, how yeah. do you propose? Wait, 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 wait. How do you okay. um, how are you going to say everybody needs free health care and you haven't proposed a plan or an alternate plan to the Affordable Care Act? Like you, there's well, no yeah. plan in, in act at all. Like you, it's well, great that you have a that you have what good intentions on doing that, but what's the plan when you have two hundred thousand people that are, are relying on, uh, on the Affordable yeah. Care Act, which is all, which was deemed Obamacare and which is why. A lot of people didn't want to do it because if you have the same thing under a different moniker with a person that people don't necessarily want to get behind mm-hmm. and look at look at unfavorably, then then that's why like you're gonna he's just gonna change a the to uh and and remix the words a little bit and use the Affordable Care Act and put and implement it in, in plan. That's part, most likely what they're gonna do. And as far as having a seat at the table with with Donald Trump, yes, it needs to happen, but it needs to happen with qualified people. What does talking with Steve Harvey and Kanye West are having Ben Carson, who's a, a doctor in charge of the, um, the what is it, the, the HUD funds yes. with the inner communities when he has no experience doing that stuff? How is that, how is that going to benefit anybody in our community? Because the change that you're talking about that Donald Trump is going to implement, it's not going to affect Proposed. anybody like you and I in, the, in a positive way. Well, because it's not. Like, like, it doesn't apply to us. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't think, apply to us. The change that you're I talking about is going to happen for the top 1%. And we're going to see people, the tail end of that shit. I think it will happen. We could get something off the table. And Dr. King said, listen, we cannot just always criticize the. We have to have allies. We have to work with the system to change it. One thing that Dr. King, his movement was so powerful and they accomplished so much. They protested. They got together. They didn't just screaming like we're doing now he's not my president and nobody's coming up with okay what's the alternative what's the plan what are we going to do how are we going to prepare to bring stuff to donald trump all that we're saying is if a black person called donald trump you're a coon if we wear donald trump t-shirt we're a coon if we say well i think he's kind of cool you're a coon we cannot have a a serious conversation if we can't even talk well, to Wiley, a lot of that is Harvey. social media yeah, a lot, a lot of it's social media. A lot of it's social media. It's It's able to get out faster. It's able to impact faster. There was a lot of the same rage back in the 60s and with Reaganomics and stuff, but you, you didn't have the technology to get it out the way it is. Poor, poor, right. um, like uh, the most, the person who made it most uh, 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 pointed was uh, Lionel Richie. When Lionel Richie was talking about his daughter and when they, uh, Paris Hilton and them, they were carrying on and stuff like that. And Lionel Richie said, you know what? Most of us did all of the same things, but it just wasn't televised. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, it gets out faster. And now people can get that hate to that poor woman faster. You know what I'm saying? They, people have been saying it, but now they have a mode in which they can directly get to people. And so right. that's where you see even more heightened, you know, stuff like that. And of course, the media plays into it. And of course, that poor woman was hurt. You know what I mean? Now, do I agree? No. But, you know, because it, it, it's just sad that we're so 
mean to each other and mean to people. We say anything and we can hide behind a computer. That is the, the travesty or the downside to social media. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, it, I think, it is. But then there's other good things that we can find out what's going on and we can get yes, information in 2.5 seconds, you know? So I agree. Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, um, so let me say something on the Donald Trump thing. Okay, so, of course, Wiley and I have disagreed multiple times when it comes to views on the Trump thing. The only thing I will say is that at first when we all found out about the election, I personally was terrified. I was extremely terrified. And I mean, my reason, my reasoning, because I'm a trans woman of color, and a lot of trans people took their own lives as a result of this election because there's a lot of uncertainty. My view is this. It's one thing if we have different views, and it's another thing if we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. And I personally have yet to really hear what Donald Trump's plans are when it comes to the country as a whole. I haven't heard a thing personally. I can't say that, you know, he's the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. If anything, Mike Pence is the worst thing ever. But anyway. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence is the worst thing ever. But anyway. That's the one so we wanted all. Yeah, and then we even had a chance afterwards to even get Hillary Clinton in afterwards, but the Electoral College didn't want to change their votes. So now at this point, the only thing we have to do is we just – well, Inauguration Day is coming up. I personally will not be watching. I respect uh, Wiley's opinion because I understand that he, this is where he stands. He supports Donald Trump. Okay, fine. Now, do I agree with it? No. But everyone has a right to how they feel and how they vote because it's their political view. We don't have a right to call each other names and to be – so vicious to each other because it does not accomplish anything. It goes to show that we show a lack of we show a lack of understanding when we cannot when we cannot accept that some people don't view things the same way that we do. Because if we all view things the same way, we wouldn't be America. We would be a communist country. I agree. And it's about empathy and compassion, too, to look at a person's situation like a Jennifer Holiday that is a fading star that might have got one moment of glory. And, 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 Come and, on. And what, you know what I'm saying? But you empathy and, 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 and compassion for a woman who is, you know, still holding on, still got her voice. You know, she didn't have liposuction, this, da 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 da. But now she had an opportunity to be on the world stage to, to reinvigorate her brand. And Amen. she made a choice not really thinking. But again, it might have been suicide. So that's where you guys were talking about earlier about will you sell your soul? for your code of ethics. And I think that when it got down to John Lewis and she sung at John Lewis's wife's funeral and that man went after attacking, see, that's where I, we, I have the problem with Donald Trump. He goes too low. He going to insult that man talking about what that man did. That man has given his life of civil service. Donald Trump, you haven't given anything. 
You haven't done anything for anybody but your family and your own self-interest. Now, now he's going to have to because the presidency ain't no bullshit. He has to give up his life for service of this country. Hopefully, and, his legacy will be something that he'll be proud of. After the and, you, and you know what the interesting um, part is? Yeah. Hello? The interesting uh, part yeah. is... It's kind of late here, and I have to call. Yeah, to go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, okay. Uh, because we just saw we got nine minutes left, and that's, we're done. I, I just wanted to get that mm-hmm. in to eat up this hour, but okay. I didn't want to keep you guys. I just was going to give, like, a whole heart-to-heart message on why I supported, you know, Donald Trump. I, I, I just want to say this. Um, you know, if you, if you voted for him, I voted for Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump won the election. What I'm going to do and what I have been doing, I've been calling my senators, been calling Congress, writing petitions, really working. I'm getting, I'm trying to get something from the table, not screaming. Everybody else, like y'all screaming, calling people coon, but what are you doing outside of calling a person a coon, not my president? You have to work with the administration. You have to work with the system and try to change it and to keep, keep things going. Here in Chicago, we got a lot of young people running for office. We, I'm working with a lot of folks, you know, sign, getting the petitions, getting the clipboards, like President Obama said, but I did not want Hillary Clinton. I didn't trust Hillary Clinton. I felt Hillary Clinton would have failed us. Her husband failed us with a lot of things, and I felt as though Hillary Clinton did not really bring anything new to the table. She was giving the same talk. I love you, black folks. Come on, black women, black mothers. Their son got gunned down, so I'm your friend, but what have you done in your life? to help black people when you were a private citizen, when you were the secretary of state, to help the inner cities. I didn't see her doing anything to help nobody, a person of color, when she had the time to do it, when she had the good opportunity to do it. So Donald Trump, he's coming in, and it's something new, fresh. Yes, I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump stands for. President Obama have done a lot of evil stuff to a lot of folks, but does that make it seem like just because I support him, I, I agree with everything? That he, no, I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump does. No, I do not. What he was wrong for, disrespecting the civil rights icon, but to John Lewis, to you, sir, what are you doing for black people? What are the black caucus, congressional wow. caucus, wow. are doing for black folks right now? What are you all doing? Ooh, Y'all are Wiley. saying that Wiley. Donald Wiley. Trump is not the legitimate president. You cannot Wiley. say that go. because when you – oh, yeah, go ahead. Because when you say I, that – Thank you. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I just have to say this, and I just want to say this, because thank if we you. want to criticize him, and thank you for coming on the show, if y'all want no to say problem. that Donald Everyone Trump have a great night. Is, is, not the, is not the legitimate president, then what does, what signify, what signal does that send to the world when we say go out and vote? I don't understand that. We okay. have to okay. have a conversation. Okay. Wiley, that's what we have to Wiley, 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 yeah. Wiley, 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 Everything that you say because it's one your show, two your opinion, and three you know um, there is a lot of misinformation that someone has disseminated to you, and I think that I would I would I would I would okay okay and I'm not pulling rank I'm not pulling rank. I no, just no, want to say I, I want you, you, maybe, you know I'm just I'm just speaking here in Chicago. Speaking and seeing what I see on a day in a day out basis here in well, Chicago, no, I, and, 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 there, and there Manuel. is a different lens. Yeah, there's a different lens. Wiley. I know that Midwesterners <laughs> have in terms of it. But Wiley, I want you to really, really do some research on what John Lewis has done, what Hillary has done. I mean, nobody. No, he have done a lot for black people. I'm not saying that he have not done anything. No, that's not what I'm not. He have done a lot. He had accomplished a lot. 
Jalo is a civil rights icon. Yes, but. But but you're missing my point. You're missing my I agree. point. You're missing no, my I'm point. Not missing point. Okay, no, 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 no. I know you I'm agree. I'm speaking on what I other mean. black leaders are doing today for black people. I'm talking about okay, what okay. are you all so doing for us now? Not what have you done? What are you doing for us now? Because my generation, we need to know what are you doing for us today? Not what have you done okay. 30 to 40 years ago? That's okay. what I'm saying. So what here? they've done for you today is to be able to walk in the brand of dignity that you are walking in currently because it wasn't always this free and this that. There was a lot of laws, and that's why Obama was not able to do as much as he wanted to do is because they blocked him. This democratic system is set up where it has to go through, as you know, the judicial system, the legislative there, the Senate, all of these different things, and the powers that be, so to, so to, so to speak, did not want him to succeed on many of and the I, initiatives you blame that, on? that he... I blame well, I blame. And it's another thing. Y'all missing the point. And I think a lot of black folks miss it because we, we've been Democrats for a long time. Nelson Pelosi, she said, Democrats did not do a better job defending their platform. They led Obama out there, did not defend Obama day in and day out. See, y'all are missing the Republicans, and even if they, they were wrong for saying no to Obama, but one thing that I credit them on, at least they had unity in what they were doing. Democrats said, oh, no. Oh, I didn't vote for the Affordable Health Care Act. They started to turn their back against Obama. Democrats did not really stick together. That's the problem and the issue with the Democratic Party. They don't stick together like Republicans. They need to stick together and defend Obama and defend his legacy. What they're doing now is they're so caught up in, 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 in Donald Trump is really good at getting people off the top, off, off him, off the subject, changing the subject. He's really good in doing that. He do it on Twitter, and that's what they follow into that trap. What are you doing to keep the Affordable Health Care Act? Black Congress and senators, they need to be traveling this country and telling black folks, telling Latino people, whoever, all Americans, that you all need your health care and this needs to happen. Instead of boycotting the inauguration, they need to boycott if you're going to do that, but travel to these cities and state and town hall, you know, and just and, and tell the people how important it is to have health care. Go to the people. And I don't see that with Congress here in this city. I don't see them holding these rallies. Shout out to Bernie Sanders. But he's only one guy. Why not everybody do that to defend Obama's legacy? They're not doing it a good job. Well, well, and and to that point, you know, the, the, the legacy that Obama wants to have is one of, of merit. That's his bottom line. But the second piece of it is, is that as Obama has admitted, and as we all know, there are some things that need to be tweaked in the Affordable Care Act, but they all painted it on Obama. They want to tear it down and they want to put, you know, this whole new system. Why can't the Republicans say, okay, we got this, we got cover and stuff like that. Let's tweak where the stuff is. But again, what, what, what Obama got after is the exorbitant cost. I was in the hospital one time with an accident. Do you know that on my bill that Q-tips cost $35? Q-tips 
cost $35. There was so much pilferage in the healthcare system that they, one, had to just slash it all the way down to the bottom. I just was talking to a financial woman the other day, and I'm going to wrap this up. I was talking to a financial She is a manager of two convalescent homes. She said that they were making, before Obamacare, they were making $900,000 a month between Medi-Cal, Medicare, and all of the kind of stuff. They said once Obamacare came in, that they are making $360,000 a year. So you see, it's really about the rich getting richer, and it's hurting those rich men's pockets. So they got to do something because the doctors and the psychiatrists and all those people that were charging $125 an hour can only bill for $45 an hour. I agree, but, but you know what, sir? That's the job. I'm doing go. my job. And let me say this. I'm, a, I'm very wise into talking yeah. about issues, going against the grain to have conversations. Because a lot yeah, of folks are not going to give you. how they you. feel if they don't see you on another side of the argument. Playing the double. And right, that's right, why we're right, this show. Right. We've been having so many conversations about Donald Trump. But if I were to say, oh, I'm going with Democrats. No, I want to have it where we have a serious conversation on both sides of, of the back aisle. and forth. Exactly, exactly, yes. exactly. I get, I kind of got that you like to, you like to kind of go against the grain to keep the conversation. I, like I kind of got and that. Because what it does, yeah, yeah. it gets you all to call in. It gets you, that's what Donald Trump is. I think people are missing the point of entertaining and trying to create a brand and trying to build up. Sometimes you have to think outside the box. And that's why today, we are talking about a celebrity star going to be the next president of the United States because he changed. Well, you know, the and game. again, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. I just want him to do right. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, is that on tomorrow, I mean, on, on inauguration day, I am going to post on on uh, Obama and all of that kind of stuff. I want everybody to flood the social media with Obama just like he did. I am not participating in that. In, in, now, after the inauguration, I'll become a little bit more kumbaya, and I will listen <laughs> to what he's saying because he is our president. It is what it is, and we will move on, and we're going to be okay. We are going to be and okay. I think God go, is my and with that in mind, that was your, and, and, and I'm going to say this is closing out. You know, once he becomes president, we already have ideas. They said, Wiley, what do you think he needs to accomplish in his first 100 days? I say he needs to reform the criminal justice system, and he needs to reform the immigration system. I think Latinos, I think all immigrants, they are afraid, and that needs to come on the table. I really hope to oh get that God, accomplished. So and we yeah, really yeah. need to really fight to get it done. And that's why folks across this country, if you listen to me, call your senators, call your Congress. Don't just scream on social media. Go visit their office. Let them know where you stand because we are constituents. I call my alderman here in all the time. Y'all think, oh, Wiley, but Wiley in the background is donating to campaigns and, and, and stuff like that and working okay, with good, us. Good, I good, donated good, to good. Gary Johnson's campaign, and I donated to Jill Stein. I did not donate to Hillary Clinton, and I donated to Donald Trump's campaign. And black okay. folks, we have to participate in the political. We just have to participate. This, we live in the United States. This is a political t- society participate in the things that you know that affect your day-to-day life this does this affect our lives so part, at least participate Amen. and if you see those that are not doing a good job vote them out like we're doing here in chicago we're going to vote out our mayor Rami Emanuel. he's a terrible man the worst mayor we ever had he's garbage 
So, no, Mayor Daly. Daly was even worse. No, but I, worse. I know Daly was bad. Okay, but so hey, Morales Star is coming is, on now. I gotta watch Star. I gotta watch Star. I gotta watch Star. Ahead, it's coming on out here. God bless y'all for calling <laughs> into the show. Thank y'all so much, Star. Love you. Thank you. And see you okay. again. I thank everybody on social media. Thank you so much, Peace Big and Andy. Blessings. And what's your Twitter, Alvin? I already have this link. It's gonna be on iTunes. Gonna be everywhere. Available for people to listen. Um, Big Ann, what's your close remarks? And then we're going to end the show. Because I got to go and get well, my food. I'm just glad that we had this dialogue. And it's just that eventually we just have to come together and to be a little bit more united. Even No matter how we feel or how we agree or disagree, calling each other names will not get us together and on accord. agree. And for those that are watching on, I mean, that's going to be listening on iTunes, thank you so much. We are look, I'm looking at the ratings. I mean, the ratings on this show had increased by 30%. Yeah, about 30% from the time we went and posted it on iTunes. Like, that is a great market for the show. Um, so it's just really good. Um, thank you to all the stars that came on. Shout out to um, to Kyle, a.k.a. Spencer from Love at First Night. Um, on tomorrow, on Friday, we are doing a show with Brandon and also his boyfriend. So that's going to be very messy for the gay community because he had dated a lot of transgender women, had sex with a lot of transgender women. So he's he's he. We really, I'm really going to pick his brain on how was that whole experience. I know Big End, this is going to be up your rally, up your alley to really hear what he have to say. And this is going to be so dope. Um, earlier in the day, I'm going to have. Um, folks that we're going to be covering the inauguration on my Facebook live. So I'm going to be, you know, critiquing, I'm going to be watching. Um, and yes. And on this show, we're going to have a show once a week about politics and we're going to have Democrats and we're going to also have Republicans. And I've learned from big and I let folks see, I think I did a good job letting people get their point across. I didn't really cut nobody off and over talk them when it came to that. So I thank you for that, Big Ann, for your support, for, for for giving me that critique. And one thing about a critique, <laughs> you have to listen. And so I definitely want to get into the topic about transgender women, about the hormones, about that, because a lot of trans women of color are afraid that they're not going to be able to get, you know, the health coverage, you know, to get all of the things they need. So, Big Ann, you're going to really lead that conversation. I had a lot of trans women of color. It's going to come on. And yes, we're going to be talking about Sydney Starr, um, that whole ordeal. I'm going to do that after the show. I'm going to do that on Facebook Live because it's only 11 o'clock. <laughs> Not for the radio show purposes because I know you have a lot to say about that because that, I, I don't know if you've seen the picture, but we're going to do that on Facebook Live. You know, the little Facebook Live show because I know you have a lot because did you read those comments? I didn't get a chance to. My technology Ooh. is bad right now. I'm trying to charge everything. Ooh, when you, oh, but no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it in 30 minutes because you're still up, and I know you're not going to sleep no time, so I know I'm still up. I am on two cups of coffee and a bottle of wine, and I'm no shade because you did get me together about the wine. <laughs> yeah, you always drinking that wine, and you don't even have and to I've be on, drinking, on. I've been drinking this same wine for a long time. <laughs> I bet I, And you know what And I love you know what let me say this And it's not going to make me cry But I love you because you deal with my craziness 
and we disagree, but we never to the point that we can just uh, insult one uh, one another. Like that is not what we do. You say your opinion, I say mine, we move on. This is where the direction of the show is going. It's going to go where we talk about topics where people can call in and give their opinion. I did a good job, and with you included, of the direction of the show. We have to have topics where people are interested in, like the reality shows and in dating transgender women. Somebody said, uh, Wiley, can you do a show on escorting? And I want to tell the people how it is, how you have to wash yourself up, be a good, you know, I, I, I want to have a show yeah. on that. And so that's what we're going to do. It's, it's going to be days where, and I get it a lot. Thank you for hating me because the ratings blow up when you do that. I, I'm, I don't, I'm okay with it. Continue to throw your hate. Continue to throw that. And I had to block about 60 people on today, and I got like 50 friend requests to replace that. So continue to send your hate and your love. If you want to do that, I have no power over that, but I will block you if you just overzealous, you know, really just in my inbox, going on people pages that I comment on, then I will block you for that purpose, because I think that's that's blowing it out the window like, because you didn't call me a coon how many coons can you call me to make me really believe that I'm a coon, so tomorrow 70? can't wait huh? <laughs> 70 okay, 70 okay, that's a lot of coons to be calling somebody so at the end of the day, I ask somebody what is a coon? Uh, I don't know. I just hear it a lot. I said, well, I don't really know. The That's the thing. We need to talk to an older person who I grew up it. around the time when coon was being used correctly. Yes, because I think that we're just using it just to use it. Because, I mean, if you even talk to a white lady, ma'am, can you help me get directions? You a coon for talking to that white lady? You know, I think we use it so much that I think we just use it inappropriately. And that's a good topic. I, I have. Ooh, let me. Ooh, let me write that down because these ideas. See, when you own shit, when you control your own shit, you you you're not limited by time, and that's one thing that anytime you're available, Big Air, I never tell you to come on. Whenever you're available to do a show, let's do a show. If you're not available, okay, cool. But you know, if you call me at two a.m., if I'm up at two a.m., let's do a show. That's just how I think. <laughs> I'm that way, so I will be a good husband, babe. You want to do this? Let's do it. Let's let's let's, yeah. let's go to the casino. That's what that's the let's kind of that's, the how, <laughs> that's how to do it. But we would do a show on that. What is a coon? <laughs> and so I know for the folks that listen, this is like the little after. So we're gonna do a Facebook live in about thirty minutes because I'm gonna be talking about Sydney Starr and the comedian about what the comedian all the derogatory terms he said about Sydney Starr. We're gonna do that after the show. um in about 30 minutes, and that will be on my Marquise Wiley um, Facebook pages. So it's really going to be dope. And Big Ann, she's on Snapchat. She snaps now. I did see your Snapchat. She, <laughs> she, she, she's starting to get, I said, like, okay, yes, okay, yeah, she's getting into it. At first, I didn't think yeah, she was going to to it. Yeah, I'm not a big social media person, you know. I'm just cool like that. I'm more like hang out with me in person. Let's just go out and do something. Versus just Amen. being on social media all day long on Instagram and Facebook, and then you barely have a life after a while when you sit behind the computer for 12 hours a day, and then your eyesight gets worse because you've been staring at a screen. <laughs> okay, guys, we done. We done. Why show together? And uh, we will see you guys on tomorrow. 
at uh, I might do a show tomorrow. If not, of course, you know, Friday all day, the Wiley Show will be covering the inauguration. So we going to get it together. And we got Brandon coming with his boyfriend, P, uh, Percy, and they, baby, they have a lot of drama, sex, some Ooh. shitty drama. So, baby, when y'all hear the drama, that's going to come on Friday night. It's this gonna be the most messiest Wiley show with Big N gonna be the co host that I've done in a very long time that this show have really covered and it's gonna get really heated. So that is Friday, bitch. When I tell you Big N, when you hear that he's been doing and a lot of you're gonna be kinda of pissed off with it because he did some stuff that you're not gonna like. I ain't gonna give you the tea. I, I wanted to be I wanted to be all I wanted to catch you off guard so you can really give your that authentic Big and college educated read or clapback or your. So you want me to preach? <laughs> yes, because I definitely want you. Because when you hear a lot of stuff, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be getting your life, but then you're gonna hear something else, and you're gonna be like, oh, really? That's gonna come out. I, I'm not gonna give you no. I'm not gonna leak it to you because I wanted it to be all authentic. Oh yeah. So okay. I just, okay. I just hope he's ready because I I hold no punches. <laughs> I hold I, I, no I, punches. I know. I've never seen you get into that mode, really. Like, you've been very politically correct, but baby, that's going to be Friday. I think Friday night, you're going you gonna, to, this going to be something. All right, guys. I'm about to end the show with Late Night Special from um, independent artist Charles Ellis, he will be on the show very soon. And he's sending his track, his new single, off to his mixtape, Late Night Special. All right, guys, y'all have a good night and be safe. Tonight is your night. I'll treat you right. This is that late night special. You and I, all alone. Let's get it on. This is that late night special. Whipped cream kisses got your body so wet. I ain't holding. Body properly. I'm talking candles and oils, bubbles and baths. Girl, take off that tile. I'm trying to get to that ass. Strawberry wine, baby. I'll fill up your glass. And I'ma make sure that you know. No. You're my only lover. I'm gonna treat you like no other. Got you on the top floor with your pants off. Girl, I love and adore you. I won't do nothing but spoil you, baby. Look up at the moon. We gon' blast off. Tonight is your night. I'll treat you right. This is that late night special. You and I, all alone. Let's get it on. This is that late night special. Whipped cream kisses got your body so wet. I ain't holding nothing back. This is that late night special. I got what you want. What I need as long as you
It's different angles Temperatures rising Get ready to fly Love is a drug, baby I'm taking you high Higher We about to go, baby You don't need your passport Higher. 